0: It is time to tune up the band and get on your best lever and mount your hog, for it is another episode of the Sweet Chin Wag Podcast. I am Sam, alongside Dan and Rian, as we continue our journey for the wacky world of professional wrestling, good afternoon, chaps. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) Good afternoon. Good afternoon.
2: <laughs> on this special impromptu um, impromptu pride month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Be careful the bikers are going to come after <laughs> us. I was going to say. Oh,
2: they were always going to come after us. Listen, we all have some thoughts on this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: We'll get the, into that. Like,
1: like, let's Yo, let, me get my, let me get my letter on and write my hog. No homo, though.
2: <laughs> the entirety <laughs> I am fully, fully prepared to be banned from Sturgis, South Dakota.
1: Oh, my God. Whatever will I do getting banned from the Sturgis rally in South Dakota?
2: I will fight literally every every single member of, as of 2010, 6,627 people in that town. I will fight... (laughs) <laughs> Every single person in that town. Oh, and be, just...
1: To be fair, to be fair, I was probably banned after I, after I said a single word about Chris Jericho, but we'll move beyond that.
0: Yes. uh oh, man, yes. here was me thinking liking Sons of Anarchy was a straight ticket to Sturgis, but I digress. Straight, <laughs> straight being the ironic <laughs>
1: word there.
2: <laughs> hey, did you get it?
1: <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: You guys are right, I should say, before we go
2: I, on? I, you know what? You know what? I won't lie. I won't lie. It, it, um, at the time of this recording, I am about, yeah, I am 15 minutes away from finishing it due to various technical difficulties mm-hmm. and trying to find it. And, and my internet was terrible this week. Mm. For the past two days, it's been horrible ungodly slow
1: oh Uh, this week you got the doo-doo internet oh it's been horrible it's It's like a revolving door for one of us each week
2: yeah it's been horrible but now that i've watched it i am very excited let's go let's go (laughs)
1: yeah i am i'm all i'm feeling good this week i'm all the worse for having watched this (laughs) (laughs) pay-per-view i feel Um, as
0: collective we all have (laughs) yeah
1: uh, this has done not this has done nothing but bring negative energy into my household um and I don't know I- I'm gonna have to find a person to free some spirits probably uh, but probably. this is always the case when we, whenever we, we talk about wCw at this time don't isn't it I mean oh, you know <laughs> the spirits always come back to haunt us and there's there's a good classic in this show as well oh so, I don't I know
2: I don't know what you're talking about. 1999 WCW is truly the most. I can't even finish it. <laughs> I can't even the finish.
1: absolute Should pinnacle I... of of wrestling.
2: A vintage year. Yeah.
1: A, a fine vintage. Should this I... is the a nine, 99 WCW. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good that's a good year.
0: It smells exactly like Nitro for men.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> should I carry on it before I derail like, this whole thing? It smells yes. like sadness. <laughs> uh, yes, girl, with me. light BlackBerry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright,
0: I'll carry on. I should proceed. We give you this podcast thanks to, to those lovely people over at SoundCloud Spotify, Woo-hoo! Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever pending other platforms.
2: You know what, guys, in all seriousness. The only road that we are wild on is the pending road because we are always, always pending on that road.
1: I walk a
0: pending road, the only one that I've ever known.
1: I was was just about to be there and say, um, and all all the roads we have to walk a pending.
2: (laughs) All roads lead to pending.
1: (laughs) But also,
0: as we always like to advertise here every so often, or try and get it in as much as I possibly can, we are also on Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash sweetchinwag, where you can get an early access to our episodes, as well as exclusive access to things such as our discord server and uh early uh preview builds of videos and the like which i definitely will be getting and doing more of uh, as the year is kind of uh coming up because i've got a couple of projects outside of sweet chinwag that i'd be happy to share on
1: the server that's for sure like mm. one man editing machine and that's person ridiculous. at the same time
2: ridiculous <laughs> oh,
1: man. one man
0: editing cyborg I would say like it's been such it's been like kind of like a quiet year, and then suddenly all up until like especially it's it had to be the last two months of the year that I suddenly oh, get very it would busy. would
1: only ever, It would only ever be. <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> but all of that if you want to help support the channel if you want us oh, the podcast as well and everything that we're involved in and uh, us to have kind of like even more opportunities to do stuff uh, like some really cool awesome stuff you know where to go that's patreon.com forward slash sweet chinwag any contribution is greatly appreciated and you will always get a shout out if you uh, if you are on any tier of the of the, uh, of the patreon so before we get on to our preview, I should say not preview, our review of Road Wild nineteen ninety. <laughs> We're going back
1: in time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh gosh! This is going to be something. But even that, it's going to be something for this week's wrestling yeah.
2: news. Dun 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 down.
1: Wrestling news. Um. Hey, it's always fun when you do a new segment and then you've got to go and address something that's like two and a half weeks old, three weeks old at this point. (laughs) Um, But we want to go back to address... um, uh, I mean, I'm I'm trying to think of the words to put this together properly. Because I was going to say, to address some previous words be said, but that sounds like we're making some kind of apology and we're not. (laughs) 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 Um... Basically, we want to go back about uh, three weeks or so. <laughs> Obviously, WWE had hosted their Crown Jewel event. Um, we made it public that well, we had no interest in covering it. Mm. Um, and So we just kind of want to go a little bit into <laughs> why that is the case. For anyone that's listening, doesn't understand why I was thinking like, oh, they're sharing all this stuff about Crown Jewel or whatever. Basically, the fundamental part of it is we don't support the shows in, in principle. Yeah, <laughs> that's yep. really the that's really the imperative bit. Um, we are not in support of the show's happening or the show's taking place. Um, in full support of the people who do choose to work it, because
3: mm-hmm. mm.
1: it's that's an opportunity, not. it's a payday for them. Yeah. It's not that it's not the talents fault that they have to be there it's the company at large organizing it and being in charge of operating this large scale event yeah uh to i mean give context around it um there's a pretty there's a pretty big uh and easy bit of context around it which is that this is a largely queer-operated podcast. I say largely, it's basically (laughs) Holdy.
2: Largely, as in 100%. Yes.
1: Uh, And I'm fairly sure most people can see the inherent problem with this, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. which is not supporting a show which takes place in which our existence is criminalised and punished by death.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, death sometimes keeps... A little bit of a downer when it comes to actually you know reporting on these shows so we just rather not yes You know.
0: Mm. and here was me thinking that uh not liking sex wouldn't result in death
1: but yet here we are Who? Uh, <laughs> who who knew Ooh, but, um, fucked it. but um that's really the that's really the main part of it and though it is obviously still cool as ever to see people like Finn Balor just continue to spit in the face of that while in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I, wish so, he, I wish he
0: just would have repeated what he said to Seth Rollins well, that one time, just get on the mic and goes, oh, I like that bot.
2: <laughs> just oh, nothing Finn. about him saying that for 15 minutes. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but also to basically raise awareness of what is wrestling's place in what's known as sports washing. Mm. Uh, sports washing is a relatively recent term. It's kind of existed in various forms, but basically, it's the practice of um, countries with poor human rights records using the hosting of sports events to attract international investors and to distract away from the inherent issues within their country. I, th- I think the greatest uh, example of any that, country mm, is uh, yeah. Collision in Korea when
0: you think about it, if you want to have a prime example yeah. of that, it's collision, collision
1: in Korea. Collision in Korea is a, is a very firm example of it. Um, you may have also seen it in relation to the Anthony Joshua fights uh, that mm. happened in Saudi Arabia. Um, I've always seen it attached to uh, a bunch of other events broadly across <laughs> the Middle East. Uh, but I do also want to say that uh, sports watching can take place anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yep. And can be used by really functionally anyone as long as it's distracting enough away from what a government is doing. Yeah. Um, and I know, obviously, wrestling as a being is confusing as into as to its existence. <laughs> That's true. I'll echo the words of the apPG for wrestling, which is, we don't actually know what wrestling is categorised as in the UK. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, did that get anywhere? No, of course it didn't.
1: <laughs> but, um, like... It, it's important that we are acknowledging the place that this thing that we, like, can play. Mm. Um, obviously, because... W- i have had to see those people that have said it which is that thing of oh so what are you saying that people in saudi arabia shouldn't get the show okay (laughs) let me try and break this down in a way that's understandable i'm not attacking the people of saudi arabia that want to watch a wrestling show Mm. and that want a show hosted in their country i understand it right Mm
3: -hmm. Yep.
1: The problem is is that frequently these shows are being used as PR spots to talk about either how progressive the country is, um, how great the country is as a place to visit, the fact that it's holding prestige events like Crown Jewel or whatever WWE shows also take place there. Mm this is all being done with the explicit backing investment and approval of the Saudi government to paint Saudi Arabia in a positive light, which fundamentally takes away from important things we need to talk about, about the Saudi government, <laughs> especially around crowned the previous Saudi shows. Yes. Because yes. as was the off repeated stat, women's matches at the Saudi shows this year took less time than a certain event that happened within the last two years huh. I'm not going to repeat it because I feel horrible saying it Yeah, but it's a point it's an important point of context and we just need to make sure that as much as we talk about like not letting tribalism come through that we're still not letting ourselves be blind to these important social matters that are occurring as well I'm not saying this because I don't like WWE I have many reasons to not like WWE (laughs) this is just one of many of them (laughs) but I'm also not going to sit back and make sure that I and us as a collective are not using our platform to talk about these important matters yeah wholeheartedly agree if you're there and you're thinking about supporting crown jewel and you're thinking actually maybe i shouldn't use your money elsewhere yeah look to a local company that might need it subscribe to to (laughs) IWTV. yeah look to somewhere else right yes these shows happen yes the people in Saudi Arabia should have access and by all means be able to see wrestling don't want to take that away from them Mm but we need to be aware of this exactly, because a lot of people don't realize that sports industries are complicit in these happening
0: no i absolutely absolutely (laughs) if there's a silver lining to all of this is that at least we got titus world slide (laughs) that's like
1: it the tiniest
0: silver lining we could ever have from that
1: (laughs) um Of many reasons I have to not like WWE, we can go to the next section, though, which is more releases. My God. My Jesus. I believe this time it was 18. 18, yes.
0: After uh, an hour and a half after they had just uh, said that they had made, I believe, $250 million in profits in the third quarter of this year.
2: Oh, you'll love to see that shit, don't you?
1: It came on the same day as a bunch of uh backroom uh like backroom releases because then there was the the release that they had uh i believe it was the day prior actually Mm -hmm. they've released one of like the creative directors stan stansky yes Uh, basically, by that point, he'd been a fifteen-year career man, and everyone just assumed he'd be staying
0: there. I swear to God, I think WWE employ their backroom staff based on their names. I mean, we had Canyon Seaman, and now Stan Stansky. I mean, it's just like.
1: I mean, to be fair, I, his parents should be his parents should have been charged for giving him that name. <laughs> <laughs> but it like, is
2: unfortunate to say the least.
1: <laughs> but like, you know. Th- after reading the reports from SRS, he was saying like people in WWE just assume that he'd be staying there. The fact that he went was the thing of like no one is safe.
0: Yeah, uh, from what I've heard, and and from what uh, Mister uh Ross Sapp has said as well, is that morale is at an all time low.
1: I was like, of I'm not surprised it is. though.
2: I'd be surprised if it wasn't.
1: Because, I mean, again, following on from this, um, and we'll get back to the people who've been released and about people moving forward, Mm. that apparently now for NXT, their new direction for contracts is you get six months, and if you develop well, you stay, if you don't, you get cut.
0: So you get a probationary period now in WWE, but, the, but, the,
1: but like the thing is, right? Obviously, wrestling is a unique industry, and I'm going to continue parroting that constantly throughout this. Mm. Right? It is a unique industry to get someone TV as a TV ready wrestler.
0: Yeah, and Mike, that's my question. But it's like, what happens for a guy that's in the performance
1: center that's been there for six months and hasn't made an appearance on TV? Mm. Like, but he, and he, and here's the here's the thing, though, right? Six months in other industries is a stopgap. That's your bringing someone in to fill a space. Yeah, That's not a developmental deal. (laughs) (laughs) You do not bring someone in on a six-month contract to see how how quickly they can develop. Mm. And with the thing is now, we know with NXT 2.0, they're largely targeting non-indie wrestlers. Yeah, they're targeting established athletes, I think, is what the the term is. So, you know, you're giving someone six months to try and learn how to be a TV-ready wrestler. Obviously, I imagine it's going, well, okay, we bring them in, they've got no wrestling training, we give them six months, see where they are.
3: Mm.
1: Right? And I'm sure if they think they can make a TV-ready wrestler in six months, I'll be, frankly, uh, impressed because i don't i think even the best trainers in the world i don't know you can get there
0: i I mean like yeah you have regal robbie brookside norman smiley scott taylor on your book and matt bloom in your books i mean even i would be surprised if they could manage to make a wrestler in six months given how talented that caliber of
1: people are (laughs) right but like doing that each time has got to kill your morale surely Mm. and it it, it, it all rolls back to this thing that this thing that i mean we've been saying for i think lots of people online have been saying how do you get invested in people if you think they're just gonna get they might just get cut Mm. because i mean one of the people that was in that was BFAP from hit row hit row had only just moved up to main roster and then that move came with Isaiah Scott being pushed into being the tag team section. Top Dollar then became the leader. I. It's it blows And so mind. it's like these people again. You've got this. You've got this hot act that burst onto the scene. People love you. They've sold out their shirts. Yeah. Although, as we've previously established with WWE, apparently that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> hello Miro hello CM Punk Um, But um, you know you're going through you brought this group up okay you brought them in okay well now you want to change something that frankly to me didn't make sense but whatever right Hmm. cool you've got them in energy is high for them to for them to be there and one member's gone Oh, sorry, just budget cuts. Puzzle uh, looking you for never. China United.
0: I just, I. It boggles the mind. It genuinely boggles the mind at this point, especially given some of the names as well, like. All right. I mean, let's go. I mean, let's go down the list. All right. I'll yeah. I'll go for the two that the two top ones that we've that we know. All right. carrying Cross, which by the way, shout out to IQ for saying, "Can I have the uh can I have the Gladiator helmet?" to which Cross replied, yes. "You don't want that shit, brother." Oh, <laughs> uh, by the way, Cultaholic, yeah, it's I, my friend uh, IQ. Don't call him some random fan. I'm just saying.
1: No, IQ is like IQ. He got I mean, again, that that Glenfield birth you all live in my mind forever. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. But um, so again, it's it's part of this it's part of this bigger endemic problem, which is carrying Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux in NXT as a pair. Great presentation. Again, but- I'm one of I'm one of the people that I'm not the biggest fan of Cross, <laughs> but him and Scarlett was, like, in terms of presentation everything, fantastic. Yeah, like, they were set. Like, I mean, he was immediately set, I'd say. And that's right for someone coming into NXT. Like, they came came in, they had everything right. Okay, yes, he got injured. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, everything was right. Then, he's NXT champion, (laughs) they put him on Raw, and he loses to a roll up. Yeah, and, and and here's the thing, right? I kept getting this thing from people that were like, "Oh, it's because Scarlet isn't there," and I'm like, "So where is she then?" Yeah, where is she? Yeah, <laughs> you can't just have a hook in a story if it doesn't exist. <laughs> you can't just you make things up. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing I said about WWE, at least for main roster storytelling, right? Half the time, you just have to kind of, like I ask people what's going on. And I'm like, okay, but is that what you've been told or what you've inferred? Yeah, and it's almost always what people have inferred because, random, as a fellow tabletop RPG player, <laughs>
3: right?
1: Know. Things need a reason to happen.
2: Um. Yes, generally things need a reason to happen. It's <laughs> Often, it's often said to be the basis for general good st- storytelling.
1: Because like, you, you can't just have a player be like, oh, well, because this person isn't here, I lose this power. Oh, who is this person? Why aren't they here? Just,
2: just aye, <laughs> aye. You have to just
1: introduce a character in a story and then he just disappears. Oh, maybe add that there was
0: no payoff to that whole storyline as well.
1: The storyline didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. There was no payoff to a storyline that didn't exist. You can't pay off to a storyline that isn't happening. Oh, it's alright. So we get your were win all just games. there, like, so all the time this was happening, I was just like, okay, but where is Scarlet? You know what the storyline was? I I, I, I I, wager
0: a guess that the whole storyline was that Jeff Hardy got no more words back, and that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's but it. I'd, why did Carrion Cross all of a sudden have a helmet and chainmail? <laughs> because he's not entertained. Like <laughs> No, you're not entertained.
3: <laughs> God
1: Right. It's just I mean, as we'll get to Do you wanna move on to the next person because it ties in it ties in my same thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh Keith Lee. Alright. Dog, how do you fumble the bag so badly? <laughs>
2: That is the only question. That is
1: the only question. You have, you have question. Kross and Keith Lee and you fumble the bag on both of them.
0: You have so, one of the greatest,
1: one of the great,
0: greatest wrestlers and one of the most natural, kind of giftedly agile people since Brock Lesnar on your books. A man not, who not only has that, but is so damn charismatic that he, like, when I met him, he just exuded nothing but charisma. How the hell
2: did you not see the potential in that? Literally. Literally. All I can. When I saw that. There's just one thing. It's just that quote. How do you fuck that up?
1: Like. Survivor Series 2019. The Royal
0: Rumble 2020. His interaction with Brock. Look at the. I mean, the. The fan ovation he got for that.
1: Like. I just. I don't know. You
2: know, you, uh, you, you know. I'm sorry. I have to. I have to. Do, I have to keep going. Go, I have to.
1: Absolutely. No, keep uh, going. Please,
2: please let me. Please let me please. have this. Because oh, you Talk I, I, you're talking. Listen, the thing about Keith Lee for me is that you could have done almost anything with him, and it would have worked. Mm. It's not like. It's not like you have to like there are wrestlers in NXT that you kind of have to you have to figure out exactly what they're going to do if you put them in the main roster, right? Like yeah. yeah. It's, it's not it's not a one-to-one thing. They're very different iterations of the pro, of the process that two two relatively different crowds.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Heath <laughs> Lee is the easiest win I have ever seen for WWE in my lifetime.
1: Dog. The answer is, just let Keith Lee be Keith Lee.
2: <laughs> Literally, you could have put him in a rivalry with almost any heel, almost any face, and it would have paid dividends. Yeah. It would have paid absolute dividends. and that's... No questions asked. And no is... questions asked. This is what boggles the mind for
0: me, that when you hear that anyone, everyone that he worked with absolutely freaking loved him as a matter of fact randy orton i believe once said you're gonna go far because i like you i really like you
2: and that's randy orton no but it's like like it's kind of like um it's an objective fact that this guy is gonna make it in this company it's like it's not rocket science. Yeah. He can do anything. No, He's agile. That's... He's strong. He's got the charisma for days. There's no, there is no way to mess this up, and they messed it up. And I don't okay. know how. And that's that's the thing that blows
0: my mind is that I can't understand this whole thing of big men can't do this agile thing. Keithley is one of the safest workers I've ever watched live.
2: And you know what? And to be honest, and that holds to the point is, and more to the point, isn't that what they normally go for? You'd think
1: no, so, but, wouldn't because, you? Because the thing is, right? That's the appeal of Keith Lee, because <laughs> you go there and you go, oh, okay, he's going to the top. Pro- oh, okay, he's going for a moonsault, Oh, okay. <laughs> how did this that, is what's happening? How did
0: that fridge of a unit just do a Spanish fly to someone? <laughs> yeah.
1: Like thats that, thats the thing. That's—that's that's the bit that you that you go there and you're like, oh wow.
0: Mm. The thing where he does the leapfrog and drop down to the drop kick. I'm sorry. I know AJ Styles has the best drop down, leapfrog, drop kick of the game, but Keith Lee's a very close second because it just blows my mind that he is able
2: to do that. Just, <laughs> I, I have, and the worst part is. Do you know, God... God, the worst part is that when I saw it, I wasn't surprised. Yeah. That's what nah, really nah. hurts. Yeah. Like... Like, how can I not be surprised by that? Ugh. Like, when when a guy like Keith Lee leaves a company, that's because something has gone wrong. Like a career-ending injury or... or like or actual like very deep personal issues Mm. or like like something has gone like i mean something has gone wrong frankly something has gone wrong yeah that you can't push this guy to heaven and back i mean i
0: think it's a shared sentiment to every single wrestling fan when we when it's said that you done messed up wwe in a big way you are done goofed. You, you, you. And I, I mean, like, I know people say, "Oh, but WWE knows what they're doing. They make the right." Decision. I'm sorry, I have to say, for, nah. for, for Keith Lee, for, in that, in this exception, no, you absolutely did wrong, and you should I be mean, ashamed but, uh, of yourselves.
1: Should... <laughs> I mean, the, the next step as well is them releasing Mia Yim, while the the, the main roster women's division is looking thinner than wet rice paper. oh gosh yeah i mean and here's the thing as well
0: both of them as well fought very hard this past year with covid as well and i think that sucks for me more is that they go through that they come back to try and rebuild themselves oh best of luck on your future endeavors
1: yeah it's not like that
0: past several months of fighting for your life meant nothing it's, it's, it's i don't want to i'm hoping that the two aren't of course the two aren't related of course they're not but i can't help but feel that that is a bit of a sucky move along with the whole you just announced that you've made profits as well it's just it ups- oh, oh yeah. yeah
1: but any any amount of releases that come after them going we made record q three profits i'm like uh <laughs> I'm just gonna have to yell the word capitalism over and over yes. again.
2: <laughs> I'm just gonna have to just BRB just gonna scream that <laughs> while just looking at a red flag. Just
1: Yes <laughs> Christ. Um continuing down the list though, I mean for people that for myself, Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado. Um I'll be honest, I hope they just find their way back into Mexico or the US Indies and just get the bag. Oh yeah.
0: absolutely. Here's a th- here's a very interesting thing I heard um if I'm I-, I apologize if I'm quoting the news story wrong or if indeed the news story uh, the news site themselves quoted Tony Nice wrong. But supposedly the original plan uh, for 205 live was to have yearly tournaments and a mm-hmm. win-loss yeah. record and that would have been amazing i think the guys in uh, uh, the guys that were involved in 205 live i think they would have been a heck of a lot more popular if that concept was there
1: if they i mean as i've always said if 205 live had anything to it because like again i've heard i mean i've heard that apparently 205 live was meant to, was meant to be one of like triple h's big projects that just got hamstrung yeah
2: <clears throat> it seems to be the story of hunter's life right now <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say that seems
1: to be a recurring thing um i just think it would so like been... anything mm. anything with that to give it more presence yeah i would and would i would be thought... a whole lot more interesting because don't forget it was just put on like after smackdown for years
0: exactly i would have thought as well that that would have raised the profile of grand Metalik and Lindsay dorado because look here's a, for all intents and purposes those two are fantastic luchadors Gran Metalik, uh,
1: especially, is an incredibly gifted luchador. And, I mean, Gran Met- Grand Metalik is, like, a borderline, is already, even at this point, like, a hero in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and so, that was, like, some absolute ridiculous... Lince Dorado spent the first part of his career destroying the American Indies. Because mm. I can remember him when he was in Chicara.
0: Yep. And his little bit involved before he got signed into WWE as well, that
1: I really enjoyed. Um, but... Like I said, I hope they just go back to Mexico and just fucking get the bag. Yes. They, as yeah. they so deserve. Like, that. that that's it. Uh, just just give me, like, Grand Metal League versus, like, Aerostar and Vikingo again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just hook it to me. Just, my like, days. just stick him in, like, the CMLL title picture and he'll be fine. <laughs> um. I guess the two most surprising ones, debatably, outside like the the big people, Nia Jacks, obviously, because we all just assumed her job was safe for life.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's so. That one, I was like, wow.
0: Same. Look, look, we we we've talked about it. Most of the internet have talked about Nia Jacks's. Um, uh, nijax's uh occasions to 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 botch and kind of beat and to kind of uh, potato some of her opponents but uh, it still came as quite a shock to me uh um... yeah no
1: i i thought she was
0: safe mmm and as I said you know as I said previously is that I know she she can be she can be good she proved in NXT that she can be a good big uh, big woman wrestler but um, I just felt like um, I don't know maybe she was just because maybe it was the the touring schedule maybe it was just the whole kind of just like being doing it consistently for so long you might have missed a step here it happens to a lot of people in in any industry where you do it so consistently for such a long period of time you can have moments where you finally kind of just where you kind of just, kind of not snap, but as ways of having a lull period here and there that happens to everyone. And here was me thinking, it's just like, okay, well, I guess in that sense, maybe Jax can, you know, maybe just take, like, uh, pump the brakes a little bit, slow down a little bit. Maybe she can get back to the form she was in when she started. But they even, they never gave her a chance to, I guess. It's like, bye, see you later. Thanks for all the fish.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And yes, I did World. did just make a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Reference. Correct.
2: There. I mean of course, I mean of course. This, <laughs> this is this podcast.
0: <laughs> no, that one's that one very much surprised me as I think a lot it did a lot of people because as you said, yeah. you know, part of the famous uh Samoan family uh of wrestlers, and you would have thought, Yeah, she's got a
1: job for life. Nope. Yep. That's the thing. Like that's just that's just what I was expecting. Mm. Um I mean Eva Marie as well just because how many times are they gonna go through this cycle again?
0: Can we just now have Dewdrop become Piper Niven now? That now that, that now that stink's been removed? I'm not I'm not saying like the stink like Eva Marie's a stink, but I mean like the stink of her being called Dewdrop <laughs> yeah. because of the Eva Marie storyline. Um I'm I'm I I'm upset at this because we didn't see the full heel manager of Eva Marie. Which I think would have been really good. I think
1: that would have like super. Yeah, I think they, they were, they were, they were too focused on like one track and then just didn't bother actually exactly. like trying to address any other ones. Exactly. Um, next ones for me that make me want to yell into the sun, Ember Moon, and uh, Tyre Valkyrie.
3: <sighs>
0: oh,
1: God. because again, how do you fumble the back?
0: <laughs> how do you fumble on these two? Like. Ember Moon, one of the greatest, I think, like, NXT women's champions of all time.
1: Foremost of her time period.
0: She is one of the most uber-talented women to have on any sort of roster. So why did you not fight and scratch and claw to keep her in your books? And same goes for Taya Valkyrie as well.
1: How? You know, Taya Valkyrie, you know... One of the foremost women uh, in wrestling right now yes by the way Ty valkyries Frankie Monet six mm. matches six matches you know what I was gonna say
0: we'll get onto another person but and one, one of person... those
1: one of those was for the nXt women's <laughs> championship God damn it
0: God damn it there is one person in particular, we'll get on to Dan that really miffed that really miffs me off that, that, that they got released. But uh I don't suppose it happens to be only Lorcan, aka Biff Busick, does it? Oh, oh it's someone else, but only Lorcan really upset me as well, because here's a guy that really did not realise their full potential. They I don't think they realise just how charismatic and funny only Law Lor- or Biff Busick can be. Like how witty he is on Twitter is amazing. The fact that he, uh, like, he sent out a video just saying that you know he's ready and waiting to go in February, like all ready yeah. off the gate. I love Biff Busick. He's gonna hit the indie scene like hard. He's a much. Better oh than yeah, indie he's gonna he's gonna be
1: going back around again. And it's gonna be absolutely fantastic.
0: Watch as he wins Bowler next year. <laughs> Almost definitely. The one that really missed me off because of a whole multitude of reasons, but one of them being, why sign him if you never were intending to put him on TV? Harry oh, Smith. Okay. Yeah. Davy Boy yeah. Smith Jr. The man who's yeah. been on a role in the Indies since he left WWE back in 2011, right? He was in Suzuki Goon. He had some amazing matches in Joss Barnett's Bloodsport. It was actually, I believe, his last match in the Indies was against John Moxley at Bloodsport 6, which, if you've not yeah. seen... Oh, that was a great one. A lot of hard way bleeding there in that match. Um, but uh, how the fuck do you fumble again on Harry Smith? You don't even I don't put even... him on
1: TV. Well, that was the thing. I was like, I don't... Because I remember when they did the whole thing about, like, he's coming back and then he worked, mm. like, a dark match for SmackDown. Yeah. just like, I don't think there's any waiting you have to do to get him on TV. <laughs> He's the British Bulldog's son! You I... Yeah, that's the noise.
3: That's, that's the, the
2: noise. Right there.
0: That's the yeah. noise. <laughs> that is and then
1: obviously.
2: Denoise. The uh,
1: finishing up the rest of them Jesse Kamea, Zeta Ramia, Trey Baxter, Katrina Cortez, and Jeet Rama. So much for that uh, superstar showdown. <laughs> yeah now i think three people who appeared on that have been released
0: somewhere i swear to god somewhere visual concepts and 2k are going can you please just stop oh, doing if, this if, if i if
1: i am if i'm working on the WWE 2 k team right now i am punching the air constantly yeah.
2: just
0: I'll tell you this much, there's going to be a lot of uh, generic superstar numbered entr- entrances and movesets in the next on the, year's
2: game. On, on, the other hand, on the other hand, the workload is dropping like... <laughs> and, like, you know, like, we have a... I mean, there's a problem with crunch in the industry. Not in that... Not in that development. <laughs>
1: I, tw- I swear to no, God, I feel like the roster roster's- The roster is probably going to be smaller than No Mercy at this rate. <laughs> I swear it is
0: just going to be the NXT UK roster at this point.
1: They're going to have to add, like, Michael Cole as a special... Pat McAfee as special, like, characters to add in to bulk out the roster.
2: NXT UK just playing the long game and getting their own game. (laughs) This is what
1: happens when you get paid nothing. (laughs) This is a 2K
0: showcase on Pat McAfee, and oh, wait, we can't use any of his matches because they're all with Adam Cole.
1: Yeah you know what I've just clocked now oh gosh you know in that you know in that War Games match Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong but there's only aside from Pat McAfee it's only Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly left now isn't it and Pete Dunne no Pete Dunne oh Pete Dunne is still yeah no Pete Dunne is still with them
0: yeah but from judging from news might be that Kyle O'Reilly might not be there for longer
1: well, his, his contract apparently expires in December, along with someone, I can't remember who, someone else is expires in December, but...
0: Oh, gosh, it's just such a...
1: I wouldn't be surprised if Kylo Reilly just is just looking at Adam Cole and Bobby Fish, just going, I need me a piece of that. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Speaking of, like, all of that, with the, with the main ones, um, in terms of where people could possibly go, as I said sick back in the indies, I'd love to see him back in PWG, absolutely tearing it up. Cross is going, I would say, probably impact. I'd, if,
1: I'd most if likely he, say if he's going anywhere, he's probably going impact. Keith Lee, I would
0: love to see in AEW. I
1: would I... love to see him in AEW, but honestly I want to see him hit the indie run again
2: yeah honestly Mm -hmm. i think he honestly give that man like a ticket to japan let him tear through some people
1: well because i was gonna say i i get the feeling cross would probably do do pretty well in japan maybe Mm. i would say so like he could probably do okay there i mean as
0: long as we get keith lee versus tomohiro ishii once more i think we're game and i think everyone would be happy to see that
1: can oh, it happen no. in the UK, but, like, not in Rare of Pro? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, um, Pride Pro it is, then.
1: Yeah! Um, Let, Tomohiro Ishii is for the Pride. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there's plenty of stuff like that. Um, I'm sure, like, like I said, Grand Metal League, Lindsay will probably find their way around to somewhere, as long as they don't end up going to the company that's just Chikara Lite. Mm-hmm. Um, with others, I don't really know. I mean, I think be he- interesting. I assume I assume Trey Baxter is gonna go, just gonna go straight back to the indie scene and just kill it again. Well, you'd be happy to know that like Trey Christian.
0: Baxter is already been announced for GCW
1: next year. That's what I I was just like... I was like, they're going to see the Blake Christians available and be like, yep, we'll have him. <laughs> I
0: loved that when I saw that. Mia um, Yim and Taya Valkyrie, I think, would do extremely well. Uh, well, either within the impact knockouts division or AEW women's division. I think I feel like those two think, names in AEW like the, would be I feel very... like the
1: AEW women's division could use someone like me, Yim. Yeah. Um I'm considering that Japan is out of the conversation right now, so mm. you know, I I I think it, I think it's it's good Mm. Uh, um, here's, here's
0: the thing then, Reardon and just popped in my head. Keith Lee for the G1 2022 to try and make sure that New Japan's actually good th- next year.
1: I mean, it would help.
2: <laughs> for, it, would, it, would it, would
1: be, it would be something. It would I mean, in the current fucking ghetto booking, it would be like the worst person possible. Ah, <laughs> oh, Chase Owens then. no. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, it, trust me, that the going rate—it's not—it's not impossible. <laughs> oh man! I'm still mad about that
0: Tanahashi match. <laughs> <laughs> just a wee bit. I am as well. But here's the thing: it it sucks for all of them. But I just—the main hope for me is that they all hit the ground running once their 30 day or 90 day. No, they will.
1: They will. Mm. If anything the only one i'm concerned about is arguably nia jacks same That's just because so I, I don't know what the pathway for her is but i'm sure that she'll find something to be doing i would imagine right. so i definitely imagine so um insert joke about being related to the rock here <laughs> <There you go.
3: laughs>
1: see not even that can uh, can give you job security no but i don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything yeah, else all you're doing is saying exactly everything I've been saying in inference yeah. for like the last five minutes so you <laughs> oh, uh
0: is there anything else that we need to talk about in the news or is that kind of what
1: are we are we done I mean beyond that obviously there was the news about ROH we've addressed that on our social media there basically it looks like ROH is just reforming back into what it used to be which was just a big which was just a, a northeast super indie mm-hmm so basically, it's just going to work like it did in the past, which was just get a bunch of really good freelance talent, book them on a show, like, a couple times a month, and then go from there.
0: Is it going to be commentary by Dave Prezak, though? That's the question.
1: Uh, cannot necessarily confirm nor deny, although <laughs> I, all I do know is that Sinclair is in a massive amount of debt, and it's both hilarious to me and yet horrifying. Yeah.
0: When you showed me the number, uh, I was like, excuse me, hot yeah
1: uh hilarious because it's sinclair um and horrifying because that lends to the possibility of further splinter sinclair uh entities existing yeah uh and that's that's a horrifying reality for me (laughs) um but yeah on to the main segment
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you ever so much dad so reardon recommendation of the week sir what have you got for us Guys how do you feel
2: about Satan? <laughs>
1: uh pretty good. Um we we see each other on occasional weekend. I feel mm. like Undertaker's had a good uh, is a good
0: bedfellow of his I've heard.
2: And so is Kane. And so is Kane. Well, have I got a show for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so go my on. Recommendation as per my mate has currently gotten me into Watching Lucifer.
1: Ah, uh, that would make
2: the sense. TV, the TV show about about Lucifer deciding to leave Hell to run a nightclub in LA and hmm. then solve mysteries. <laughs> that that is that's the show. I'm not even making that up. <laughs> ah, it cool. is, you know, it is a sh- I am currently uh, about halfway through the um the series. I'm on season three <laughs> of six seasons. And I have been enjoying it. It's a very, it could be quite turn off your brainy. It's kind of, it's got that vague daytime played for syndication type show kind of feel. But of that, it's pretty good. Performances are very good, especially by Tom Alice playing the titular Satan himself. And, you know, sometimes you just need something like, nice and casual to watch and that is something nice and casual to watch the show about the devil
0: i know yes. how it sounds <laughs> something to switch your brain off with some uh with some good old-fashioned devil
2: <laughs> yes it, but no that is all all glibness aside i i do recommend watching it if you want if you if you got some lull period because i know like you know it's um coming up december and december is the is the time where everyone's brain turns into ice cream. So if you want to watch something during that time, I recommend it. Interesting,
0: good recommendation. Also, I'd like to make a little re- recommendation as well. Um, support John Moxley, uh, especially because yes. uh, of because the news came that he is entering rehabilitation um, for uh, for alcohol issues. So nothing but love and support. Um, from my end, and I'm sure uh, from the from all three of us as well uh, to him, to his daughter, and to Renee at this time, and I really hope that he makes a good recovery and comes back better than ever. Um, and fair play, and and also like fair play and respect him for realizing uh, now uh, and going and doing this straight away. I have nothing but respect for John, so support him, support him through you know the merch stores, his book coming out in uh, in the uk in december i believe is coming out and i'm gonna be mm-hmm. purchasing that on the day of release or probably getting that as a birthday slash christmas present but no go give john moxley all the love mm-hmm. all the love and support to him in this time anyway with that alrighty, it is time to get on to our pay-per-view review of wcw road world 1999 Ah. Uh, This is, uh, I mean, there's one reason why we, there's one reason why, the one reason why we came to this pay-per-view and wanted to watch it, but we will get to that eventually. But uh, gents, something a little bit different uh, for this one, uh, like I've done, uh, that I haven't done for previous uh, pay-per-view reviews, would you like to know what's going on in the world of professional wrestling around this time before we get into the specifics of Road Wild?
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yes. So the Wrestling Observer Newsletter from uh, from August 9th, 1999 has some uh, has some very interesting headlines uh, <laughs> in, in this. So, so Dave Meltzer reports that the WWF has officially changed its corporate name from Titan Sports to World Wrestling Federation Entertainment Incorporated and announced last week that it's filed papers to go public. So we're gearing right. up for them going into the stock exchange around this time. Uh, but there had been talk about doing this months ago, but uh, well, it seems that the the uh, but Owen Hart's uh, un- uh, tragic death and the lawsuit by Sable, as well as the ensuing public backlash against the company, seem to have delayed things for a little bit. So. Excellent. So yeah, huh. like, a, like a triple-barreled thing for them doing that. Uh, but there's also with this, there were plan, there are plans for them to expand beyond wrestling with business ventures such as themed restaurants, which we got with the WWF New York restaurant. Uh, oh my god, themed hotels, not which I they I don't think they ever did was a themed like. A, could you imagine a SmackDown hotel now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That sounds dumb, but I love it.
0: (laughs) I mean, they would have to have bought a street as well and call it Jabroni Drive, but I digress.
3: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) And a possible record label, which they actually did do. and It was SmackDown Records, which released uh, the WWE Anthology Collection. But there's a, there was also out. even talk of potential expansion into other sports related industries. And we all know how that ended. Oh, well, is up. this the
1: XFL?
0: That would have been the XFL in, in 2005.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we'll get to that later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, h- another headline, again, in, in, in the vein of what, I, what was brought up, is that the Kansas uh, City Police Department completed their criminal investigation and no charges will be filed. Into Owen Hart's uh, death, which is—I
1: didn't oof. even realize that was even—which
0: when you yeah no. re- with the dark side of the ring episode, um, combined with everything we know, is it does it come as no surprise why Martha Hart is so upset and angry with that company?
1: Oh, yeah. like as, as I've said before, if there's anyone in the world that rightfully should be have like complete righteous and furious anger at wwe's continued existence and success it is martha hart
2: yeah
0: i know the whole and as i said you know i still cannot believe that the whole creed of the show must go on stuck with them in that pay-per-view but if any sane human being would be like stop the show immediately
1: yeah
0: but uh, but 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 yeah, I don't want to dwell on that for too long because it really does upset me. Anyway, this is here's a weird one for you. The WWF is cancelling its Super Astros show and will be scrapping their entire Lucha Libre division. This was mostly due to the addition of SmackDown and because Super Astros was a money losing show with a uh, Univision paying the WWF approximately $17,000 per week for the tapings, which didn't even pay for the talent they used, much less the production costs. Ah. So here's the... Oh! Here's here's a fun fact with this show. Savio Vega was working as an actual announcer for that Super Astro show. Okay, but like I can understand that. And after that, he was uh, was fired and uh, expected, and uh, as of this... Uh, report was expected to return to Puerto Rico sometime very soon. Here's a fun one for you: the WWF is working to bring in the Dudley Boys and Stevie Richards for ECW. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so even though the none of the contracts were signed, the Dudleys reportedly reached a deal with Jim Ross this week and had already started an angle in ECW to write them out of the company. Stevie Richards is also due to come in and would have hired him earlier, but there were concerns about the neck injury that he, uh, that he had had. If, if no one knows the story, yeah. the reason why Stevie Richards has such a raspy voice was because uh, there was a spot where uh, Terry Funk had thrown a guardrail onto Stevie uh, and rather than kind of throw it on his back they they both mistimed it and it hits the back of Stevie's neck which actually paralysed him for a moment and had to have uh many surgeries on his neck which caught sort of uh messed up his um larynx and his voice box which why which is why he has that such a raspy voice if you go back it surprised the heck out of me when you go back and watch footage with him and raven because he has such a higher pitch voice before that yeah. accident <laughs> it's very it's very weird when you know of stevie richards being the very raspy voice uh, yeah. uh promo um so here's here, here's here's an interesting one for you two. a new york state senator has opened an investigation into the wrestling <laughs> industry and is looking <laughs> into the possibility of enacting legislation to restrict wrestling and make it an adults only event for shows run in the state oh.
1: Okay, so that would make it 21 and over only.
0: And there's actually, according to Dave Meltzer, there's actually some precedent for this. So back in 1957, after a riot at Madison Square Garden, following a wrestling match, it was nearly banned in the state of New York, and the Athletic Commission ended up banning children under 14
1: from events at MSG.
3: That's very interesting.
1: Okay, that's interesting, but like... (laughs) I don't know, because I'm just thinking about in the UK. Because then, even then, for most venues, children under thirteen aren't often that welcome at most events, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or not- events held in events held in like relatively large venues. Mm uh it's 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 i mean
0: dave reports here that he doesn't think anything would have come of that as there was way no, I mean. too much money and political issues involved in pro wrestling for this to amount to anything uh but it seems here is that uh, ecw uh was uh, on in the process of voluntarily banning children from their shows uh as well as yeah. wcw if they ever ran a show in new york or in the new jersey area would have done so as I well. mean, I fucking hope
1: ECW <laughs> didn't have too many children in their events. I mean, this comes yeah. as Well, a, ECW. Let me take my child to the company where Raven crucified someone. <laughs> this
0: also comes on the heels of ECW selling, uh, starting to sell action figures in toy stores.
1: That's what I mean. It's like <laughs> so uh, it, that, that's a a mix of things.
0: Uh, some, some, a little thing, a little couple of things here. Uh, things aren't looking great at all Japan, um, uh, especially with well, the yeah. uh, momentum and publicity surrounding Giant Barber's death. And of course... this
1: is, well, four years removed from the exodus. But, this is probably even... No, this is probably several months before the exodus
0: to Noah, to pro wrestling Noah. Oh, this yeah, no, because that was
1: 2000, not 2000. I'm thinking 2003 yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, that's like a couple months removed from the exodus. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: so things aren't looking great at all Japan the Brian Hildebrand Benefit Show was held last week and and this was one of the very rare occasions that saw WWF and WCW wrestlers appearing and wrestling together Uh, so people on the show included Eddie Guerrero, Kidman Shane Douglas, Dean Malenko alongside guys like D-Lo Brown Al Snow, Chris Jericho Mick Foley funnily enough Shark Boy and Chris Candido appeared on this show, as well as Bruno <laughs> San Martino.
1: Okay, alright. Bruno, Bruno San Martino at that point must have been like, what, like 70? Yes. Separate thing. What was Shark Boy doing there? Shark Boy was, <laughs> was...
0: actually making jobber appearances at this time for WCW.
1: Good really? lord! Wait, yeah. as Shark Boy? As Shark
0: Boy. Believe it on.
1: not. <laughs> well that predates tna by six years <laughs> you're done, right it does uh, or at least when i remember when he was on <laughs> tna jesus i didn't know he was going he was shark boy then mm-hmm. uh here, here's 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 an interesting story there's
0: still no info on the terms of the sable wwf lawsuit settlement as both sides oh, yeah. signed confidentiality agreements as well as agreements to not badmouth each other publicly. Uh, Dave Meltzer writes here that the new issue of Playboy came out this week and they used the name Sable. Also, he says uh, at the end, uh, yeah, uh, Playboy, new Playboy is out. Google is your friend here. Ew. Wow. <laughs> Ew. Wow. <laughs> Uh, The Barry Blaustein documentary about wrestling will be released later this year, and it will be titled Beyond the Mat. And as we know, that is a very very infamous uh, documentary that came out around that time. Yeah, He's gonna puke! (laughs) Uh, Oh, (laughs) oh, man. So here, here, a couple of quick... I'll bullet point these real quick. WCW was planning to run a Nitro Girls pay-per-view... Nothing came of okay. that. Uh, still a lot of media attention for Jesse Ventura working yeah. the upcoming SummerSlam. Of course, this is when he is governor of Minnesota at this point.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: that was a thing. Uh- uh, Kurt Angle's debut is being delayed until in October or November because they don't want to put him on TV yet and expose him before they're sure he's ready, which, when you think about it, is laughable considering how good he was even when he was in Tennessee.
1: fucking <laughs> 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 Olympic champion, Kurt Angle?
0: Erin <laughs> O'Grady is expected to debut soon in some sort of angle with Bob Holly. Of course, Erin O'Grady would become Crash Holly. And here's the one that will make you laugh. Vince Russo is writing a pilot for a television series that oh takes no. place behind the scenes of a wrestling company. Oh my! That's just God. WCW booking. <laughs> <laughs> what? It absolutely is. So, uh, would you like to know as well about the Raw that took place after Road One? Please, to just give you some uh, to give you some context. Okay, so this one. Uh, Roar War from the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, hosted by Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler, it drew a TV rating of 6.6 6, uh, on the USA Jeez. Network and saw such classic matches as the Road Dogg versus Al Snow to open up. Um, we had okay. a number one contendership match for the WWF title in which China defeats Triple H. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, right, right, right. We had the World Tag Title matches, which saw Kane and X-Puck defeat the Acolytes to retain the titles. Then next, we uh, but but here's the story going in. It's all about the number one contendership for the WWF title. So in the same night, in the pre in the the penultimate match of the night, Mankind defeats China for the number one contendership, and of course, we can't have any of that. <laughs> it is made in the main event a number one contendership match, false count anywhere, with special guest referees Shane McMahon and Shawn Michaels. Triple H versus mankind, and guess what? It ends in a double pin
1: because, <laughs> of course, it does. What? What is wrestling sometimes? <laughs> Attitude yeah. era? How? How? Wait. So on this episode of Raw, there were three number one contenders matches for the same title
0: yes because you've got to (laughs) book triple h strong remember (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh just think just think this can i just say that this right was this was the raw that saw the debut of crash holly and this is yeah. the one that saw the Undertaker cut the snakeskin boots and lizard tie, <laughs> <of the promo, laughs> which saw Chris Jericho yeah. gain heat by interrupting that promo and saying The Undertaker didn't make sense. Chris Jericho got heat for 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 saying that in his promo, may I add? Uh, yes, uh, Undertaker with the
1: snakeskin boots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, that is, oh. uh, and on that note of, of you, Do you
1: stuff, have any information for the for the Nitro?
0: I don't, unfortunately, because the Nitro oh, okay. I think would have been the next week after that. So I don't have much All on right. that Nitro, but that's I okay. down on the Raw. I thought it was a good comparison from that Raw, and then we go on to Road Wild. A good comparison. So here we are, gents. Yeah. We finally get to it. WCW Road Wild 1999 from the Sturgis Rally and Race in Sturgis, South Dakota. Oh yes, we're in the right. We're right in the midst of a biker convention, ladies and gents. This is basically Eric Bischoff's <laughs> holiday in the summer. As oh, I was going like- to say Eric Bischoff's wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> With an attendance estimated at around 5,500 live on pay-per-view, hosted by the Dream Team of Tony Schiavone, Bobby Heenan, and the Professor Mike Taney. Would you like to know the you bio? Can we just
1: right? get a, oh, God. Just get a moment today? My Mike Taney is awesome.
0: Mike Taney is the reason why t- the early days of TNA were freaking awesome. I you also, I also,
1: Mike Taney and Don West, are fucking goaded. Um, <laughs> I would have to say for Shivani, what what a what a combo for the outfit. Yes, <laughs> what yeah. a combo! Wow,
0: <laughs> you gotta love it. Like like the like it's 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 nothing but leather, denim, and sunglasses from the three of them.
2: <laughs> it's ridiculous. But real talk. I gotta talk about this. That. The, the the 1999 promotional p- poster on Wikipedia oh, is one of the worst posters of, what, I, of Goldberg being the sunset. It's hilarious. It's so, I, it's so it, bad. It's, it's like it's like I'm looking at it, and it's like end of Evangelion yes, with Goldberg.
3: It, it <laughs> is the
0: end of Evangelion. <laughs> Oh, man. Awful. (laughs) So, yes, this took place on the 14th of August, 1999, with a pay-per-view buy rate of... Would you guys like to guess?
1: Uh, I'm going to go for, like... I don't know, because anything above one is good. Yeah. (laughs) Like, really good. You'd be surprised Uh, that it wasn't. I was going to say like a buy rate of like 0.27
0: 0.55
1: it was the actual buy rate it exceeds my expectations
0: oh and and probably for good reason because we are right in 99 WCW where they are trying anything right about now to try and claw back any sort of um, lead in this in the Monday Night Wars and will literally throw anything at the table and I feel that this is kind of this is kind of evident through this pay-per-view. It's,
1: it's a choice, <laughs> is, is the way I'm going to explain a lot of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, by the way, that attendance figure does not count for the motorcycles as well. Yeah, that's uh, what
2: I was actually wondering, because when I saw that, I'm like, that's not right. I see all of it, but then <laughs> you see it and you're like, wait. <laughs> Who actually wanted to see wrestling, and who's there just getting a hot dog in the back?
1: Well, I was like, I was like, that's the thing. It's like, who's there for wrestling, and then who's there because they're at Sturgis Rally, and then WCW <laughs> taking up like three hours of the day? Oh, there is no way that those
0: tickets were were they were bought for. I mean, that is there, that is there purely they were, as a show attraction
1: for the for the whole for that's the whole what I convention. Mean. I- that's purely there, just because it was like we want to do a thing at Sturgis Rally. Yes, and like that's that's it. It's just they've just counted the number of people that have gone to Sturgis Rally that went vaguely near the arena. <laughs> wait, there's, yeah. a bar, there's a bar. Oh wait, there's a wrestling ring up but, there. But I will I will say, for what it is, the set isn't that bad. The set, I, 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 I wasn't bad. considering it's in the middle of fucking sturges motorbike rally <laughs> i have to say i don't think it's that bad although in my head it looked a bit small yeah the ring looked smaller than normal <laughs> yeah um because
0: I, I feel like it because it was elevated on a stage it really did get shrunk down but
1: there was the weird like two-part apron which i assume (laughs) is just so no one hurt themselves and so obviously it's up on a pedestal so everyone can see Mm. because like if you're looking up then it should be easier than if you're at the back looking having to look down Mm. um but like i don't think it's Awful! You can clearly see the really, really bad aspects of where they have to work around being at Sturgis exactly. Rally, namely the main set, the the top of the stage. Yes, <laughs> where exactly. in every time a wrestler comes out, you can see at least two crew members. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, oh God, so Dan. Yeah, it's it's that, and then also. Um, like because it's quite short and everything has to go everything's on this weird elevation the ramp goes down really quickly yes. flattens yeah. and then you've got to climb back up to get to the ring
2: yeah something about that ramp <laughs> seems like the incline on that looks like yes. quite dangerous was honestly like, that was steep as heck
0: that 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 ramp yeah steep as all heck
2: which we'll get to. We'll get, we to, get to in to later.
0: But... Absolutely. So uh, shall shall we begin? Shall we begin, chaps, on this one? Yes. yes. So we yes. open to the aggressively late nineties hype package with added mo- motorcycles on the storyline oh. that the main event has built up to. <laughs> So with the NWO fracturing and forming two splinter glu- uh, groups led by Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash respectively, both are headed to Sturgis to capture the WCW Championship. The loser, however, must retire. My highlight from this one is Hogan hitting uh, the-, the world's greatest chair shots to Rick Steiner and Sid Vicious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Think, the greatest part, the think... greatest part for this for me is just all of the amazing motorbike noise. <laughs> ring ring ring, <laughs> ring 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 ring. Which this is, this
0: is... oh my god will be a theme as we go through this pay-per-view. Yeah so... fucking will. <laughs> so we uh, then we cut from that hype package to an over an aerial shot of Sturgis, South Dakota. And of course, Pyro, and the introduction of Tony, Brain, and Tanay. and they talk about what's happening in the uh, in the event, which we would hear, except for the dude with the freaking horn blaring on over them.
2: Oh God! Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we get to our opening match, a six-man tag team match which sees the filthy animals of Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, and Kidnan versus the Deadpool. That is the ICP and Vampiro <laughs> accompanied Let's by go! Raven. You
1: should have seen the first my episode with the ICP.
2: <laughs> oh man. You, Dan, especially. <laughs> you should have seen my fucking face when i saw the icp just fuck out. <laughs> i was like because i'm like because what it was you see the fucking commentators in their pure 90s denim yeah. and i'm like and i think i'm prepared to come back to the 90s Mm-mm. and then i see the insane clown posse roll up and perform a moonsault <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and um, i'm like and i'm like oh i'm here to put a fucking long haul boys
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh so um, this is this is worth me saying that we i first proposed this episode forever ago mm. yes. and when i say this i mean back in like february mm. <laughs> literally like 90 percent of it was just because it has icp in it oh damn you and eventually we got back around to it (laughs)
0: Uh, oh juggalos for life as they say anyway
1: it's it's it's, it's the cursed reality of seeing fucking icp walk out and then getting like a debatable pop from the Sturgis crowd yes (laughs) that's
0: the thing that surprised the hell out of me
1: I mean it is Apparently a... 1999 Sturge Ray likes ICP.
2: So many, so many things that Sturges pop for confused the shit out of me.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> oh no, we are gonna get in more into that. It is such a strange sight to see a front row with nothing but bikers, and I mean very cliched-looking bikers.
1: Oh, every person in this crowd is a stereotype. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some of my favourite parts of both respective entrances was Ray getting up to the top rope and popping the crowd by air- doing the motion to rev their engines. I yep. liked that, but also the close up of Raven when he was sat in the corner, looks at the camera, and goes, What? Or, or it was either what or why. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm I bet watching... Raven was questioning every decision he ever made in that moment.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely.
0: Oh, uh, so we start off hot with the animals attacking the Deadpool and isolating Vampiro. Uh, a tope atomico from Eddie to start off, and may I just say his tope atomico is always a thing of goddamn beauty. It's beautiful. I love it though that they uh, they add with that with Ray doing over the top uh, over the top rope leg drop as well. Right after, yes. I like that double team.
2: Right, right, right. i got two things to say here. Mm-hmm. Apparently, which I've just discovered, 90s-era Eddie Guerrero fills me with bi-panic. Oh, was just yeah. huge Gosh. bi-panic. Fills <laughs> to the brim with bi-panic. The like, only man I have ever seen that looks fucking gorgeous with a proper mullet.
1: Yes. Oh, he has no right to make it work as well as he does.
0: Yes. Are how, we, now, are the, we talking about dry-haired mullet? Or are we also talking about the wet, kind of slicked mullet as well of Eddie? Because I kind I'll, of think I'll, he rocks I'll, both. I'll,
2: I'll, I will take whatever he gives me. Like,
0: <laughs> my God. God bless so, Correct.
2: <laughs> uh, however, I will say this. From the get-go, this match loses a star thanks to Rey Mysterio's attire. Yes,
1: this oh. is just, <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, yes, yes. He's taking right up.
0: This is like straight like peak Fubu era, isn't it? Like I mean, yeah. It,
2: it is. You know, it's only when you see it in motion that you, <laughs> Do you realize know what, what, what a Do you know what The it even
1: worse thing about it is what that I, I I'm fairly sure, but in this one he was just wearing like the vest and was he was wearing like the vest and the jean shorts? Yes.
3: Yes
0: yeah like, so, sometimes, swords, so some, yeah add.
1: but like sometimes he used to wear dungarees <laughs> yes
2: oh he used no. to wear
1: dungarees and devil which horns, is, which is even more cursed
2: it's the worst it's the absolute worst. no no
1: <laughs> it, it it straight up sucks and i look at wcw doing this and i'm like you literally just had like
0: <laughs> you had no reason to unmask him when you knew that that was a mer- that that was a like license to print merch that mask, it's
2: just it's disgusting. It's actually disgusting.
0: Halloween Havoc '97, exactly. Is here. <laughs> exactly. So there's a much lucha I'd say to begin uh, to to begin this match. But uh, one moment I I, I I literally went fudge is where uh, the insane cloud posse attack Eddie on the outside, and the bounce and thud for when they scoop slam him to the ground was painful.
3: Yeah. Right, to the
0: stage, you hear a donk, and you just hit. You see Eddie's body just go doing
2: i will say that like the insane clown posse and vampiro especially had too much fun picking up Rey mysterio (laughs) yes
1: absolutely like
2: like a child (laughs) yeah pretty much ridiculous like like they like i can't remember who does the like Gives him like a scoop slam. I think it's Vampiro, mm-hmm. gives Rey Mysterio a scoop slam on the outside. And it looks like he's doing it. It's like the easiest scoop slam he's oh, ever yeah. done. <laughs>
0: uh, oh, great comeback with Eddie during this part where he uh, does, oh, the, he does, they, does the hand clasp with the springboard Hurricane Runner. Oh, oh, yeah. How, I again, it's just Eddie just makes so much kind of like one of some of the most complex lucha stuff so goddamn effortless.
2: It looks so it yeah. makes it look so easy.
0: Um, Ray coming in with the hot tag, a springboard seated sent on, lion's sword yep. thrown to the ropes, and the precursor to the six one nine. And it sees Raven get involved in the match for the first time. And this is where I saw when I saw, holy hell, he's wearing a Hellboy shirt as Raven.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very on track
0: again we're talking about that uh scoop slam i believe that was a michinoku driver from vampiro to Rey mysterio as well
1: no but that was like <sighs> like yes but then it was this thing he ordered like the vamp vampiro spike yes something like that mm. i don't know i have a way it looked like it hurt and i can't imagine that um uh... Vampiro's lower back enjoyed it.
0: No, not not. Oh, God, I could not imagine. A big Border Toss-esque powerbomb from Vampiro to Rey Mysterio. Oh, it's absolutely
3: massive. He
0: threw the... He threw Rey. uh, Shaggy 2 Dope having a solid power slam. I was genuinely surprised. For guys that are self-trained, they're not that Bad at the basics R Shaggy two dope and Violent J. Yeah. They never really have been that bad. I mean, there have been some worse self trained guys that have been in wrestling, but for these two, I mean, there's a reason why J C W has this is, has lasted as long as it has. Let's say that.
2: Yeah, I will say like. Like, uh, the second, like, the first thing was, like, what the fuck, the insane clown posse? The second thing, what the fuck, the insane clown posse are pretty decent?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's literally that thing, it's like... What the fuck are they doing here? Wait, <laughs> why are they actually kind of good?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like 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 are they I like are they great? I mean, not really. No. Do they do they do they manage to say a good match with Eddie fucking Guerrero? <laughs> they, but, yeah, it's
1: it's yeah. that thing of like are they good? No, but they are competent and that's enough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um I have to say big shout out to Rey Mysterio for even in 99, he was still doing the slide bump. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Donk. Yeah, I loved that moment. That popped me huge. But as we get to the end, the split-legged moonsault from Ray, getting the hot tag to Kidman, drop kicks on the button, and a beautiful tilt-a-well from Eddie, and they have cleared house. This gives Kidman Uh-oh. enough chance for the shooting star press, and for the free,
1: and the filthy animals pick up the win. Okay. Can I yes. say... Of all the places and all the matches for Kidman to do arguably one of his cleanest shooting star presses, why was it in a six-man tag with ICP in it at Sturgis Rally? Yes. <laughs> of all the <laughs> fucking places, that's when he, he does one of his best shooting star presses. And, uh,
0: and I was like, oh my God, that was actually freaking clean. So I Kidman. mean,
1: I was like, oh my God, he didn't land his knees across someone's throat. <laughs> Or yeah. didn't
0: flippin land himself and tangle himself on the top rope in the process because he has done that in the past. Yes, right. but no. Why stu- It's all the luck in the world for Kidman to do it in the most innocuous place. Sturges. <laughs> um. Uh, good. Not a bad opener. Like not the greatest opening match I've ever seen to a pay per view, no. but enough to no. kind of get the crowd hot and ready for the for for the pay per view. This one gets a solid three out of five from me. I think mostly because that is because of Eddie just God damn it Eddie Carrero in his prime was so goddamn.
1: it's good. basic it's ba- yeah. it's basically Eddie Guerrero and vampiro and then other people yes
2: <laughs> yeah yeah uh
1: yeah, um. I gave this one I gave this one two and a half stars for quality mm. just mm. because like it's kind of that thing of like yes it's a it's a pretty well worked match. It's kind of nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it does. Get, uh, it, it does get a nominal six stars because uh, ICP are there. <laughs>
2: yeah, fair. I cannot argue. With, I cannot argue with that logic. Yeah, uh, this is a this is a two and a half star for me as well. It, it, I swear to God, I don't even care. It gets a star. It gets a star like dropped immediately, thanks to Ray Mysterio. Yes, it's uh, just wardrobe. terrible. It just <laughs> You're looks not terrible. wrong though. That's the thing. Um, I can't. I cannot emphasize enough. But the match is it, pretty solid, and it, and is like the second best match of the night, really. Yeah. So,
1: I, I, the funny thing about this. Is that- <laughs> I'm fairly sure this is the second longest match. <laughs>
2: yes, it is. The no, I'm looking at it. I am looking. Yes, yes, it is second longest match I on mean, the card. because I'm there are there
1: it. are like four matches that go into like the twelve minute yeah, region. They do, n- but I'm matches I'm here. I'm sure th-
0: they're welcome.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, well, again, when we get to the end, you'll you'll hear what I have to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this is a match that honestly. And again, this sounds stupid for a six-man tag that took place in like 12 minutes. Probably one of the better paced matches. (laughs) Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it.
1: (laughs) We will.
0: We get to match two then, the Jersey Triad, Canyon and Bam Bam versus the newly reunited Harlem Heat for the WCW Tag Team Championships. Yes, Harlem Heat is back, baby. And they're setting their sights on the Jersey Triad and their WCW Tag Team Championships. May I just say in this entrance, Bam Bam making his entrance and the title falls off his waist when he raises his arms up. <laughs> 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 I just thought that was a nice, that was a funny little moment there.
1: Give a big old Canyon forever.
0: Yes, yeah, Canyon there getting on the mic and calling the Sturgis crowd rednecks who can't afford cable TV. And uh, as, as is common practice for the Hills uh, during this, the Sturgis crowd uh, silenced them with their bike engines revving them in response,
1: and my God, does it get obnoxious quickly? Oh, it gets oh. so
2: angry. So, uh,
1: although yeah. I, I, I will say though, just again with the entries, Stevie Ray looking a star yes. here.
2: Oh my God! You know, there's a little in the in the video package. There's this thing where Stevie Ray has just got his like his bicep flexed. And he looks mammoth as fuck. Yeah, yeah, he is, he is
0: looking monster here. All I'm saying is yeah. something, there is something in the Huffman jeans
2: that make the yes. ginormous. There is something in them
0: <laughs> so What
2: nice... are they feeding those children?
0: <laughs> it's, it's nice to see that Harlem Heat are coming out to a much better reception than they did the previous couple of years. Yes. In Sturgis. Yeah,
2: yeah it's... It's a, um, it is a shock, let's put it that way, yes. to see Harlem Heat get basically next to, I'm looking at the card, yeah, next to Goldberg and Hulk Hogan having the biggest pop of the night.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's I don't know. bizarre it's, it's, as fuck. There's, there's, there's something as well looking at this match in retrospect knowing that in that ring is obviously a black tag team and a closeted gay man at Sturgis Rally getting probably the biggest yeah. rea- some of the biggest reactions yeah. of the night
2: yeah <laughs> in match 2 yeah it's it's weird isn't it
0: so strange so strange when you think of it like that so.
2: like, like all of these like all of these fucking bikers like going hard for Harlem Heat yeah I know who defunct it man (laughs) who defunct it especially
0: as I said what had happened the reception that they received a few years earlier as well crazy so like the last match this one starts all guns blazing with Heat taking the fight to the triad oh Booker just with a textbook sidekick I I just he has one of the best sidekicks in the game
1: it's 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 so smooth he's so smooth with it oh uh, just, oh love it so.
0: Every time he pulls it, it's just, it just a little pop. Just goes, God damn it, Booker! You're just too damn good with your kicks. Uh, this means that Canyon and Bam Bam spit outside and try to strategize. whilst Canyon holds a bottle of water, following, following, I should say, with a test of strength, which for some reason makes Stevie Ray bamboozled. I love it on commentary. I one of the many things I will bring up with Bobby Heenan, uh here. Emotional wounds do not heal. Ask my seventh wife. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, again, Bobby Hayden oh, on yeah. form
2: yeah. That was great, that was great
0: A military press, um, an amazing military press may I add from Stevie Ray followed by a yeah. scoop slam
1: to Bam Bam which is just like, how the hell yeah. did he do that? There's something that's fun well <laughs> about it though, because he holds him there and he does it in like two parts <laughs> mm, Just,
0: oh so good, so good You're Looking great with it though Booker tagging in and mauling Canyon with punches mm-hmm. and kicks and bunches, which I love.
2: Yeah. I loved that, but I was also kind of like with one of the he like he put some mustard on it. I'm like, what did Canyon say to you, <laughs> <Yes>. because <Booker?" laughs> also- <laughs> this this one where he like proper goes for it. Mm, he really like he like he
0: I mean even I think he didn't even stomp at one point. He was Going for those punches. Oh yeah! <laughs> Loved that, seeing that as well as seeing a lovely float over to drop kick from Booker. That was smooth yeah. as butter. Like I don't think a lot of people realise that like, Booker has a really decent drop kick.
1: No, he does. Again, and oh, any does. any cultured fan would know.
2: Yeah, any the the Booker T. connoisseur knows that he yeah. has legs for days. <clears throat> mm.
1: The the Booker T. Enjoyer.
0: (laughs) So Harlem Heat are getting... up. Again, this is where Harlem Heat are getting the crowd really hyped for this match. Uh, But I love seeing this. The triad failed the double team as Stevie slingshots Canyon into Bam Bam into the top rope. Mm -hmm. Hot tag from Booker with a forearm, sidekick, and an axe kick attempt that is cut off by Bam Bam and sees Booker spill up to the outside. Canyon here living up to his moniker of the innovator of offense with a top rope sir that i've
1: never seen before I, it's, i've never it's seen it. interest it's an interesting move
2: <laughs> it is
0: uh thing is he tries it second time and then booker reverses it into a big old power bomb yeah here comes the, uh, the here comes the leader of the triad ddp interferes but bam bam runs into him giving booker the opportunity to hit a big top rope drop kick to get the win and thus Harlem Heat have gained their 8th WCW Tag Team Championship in this match not a bad tag okay match.
1: there's a thing with this match I need to talk about <laughs> I know what you're coming, I know what's gonna happen here it's Bam Bam Biggler Bam Bam Biggler there we go he is just not on pace
0: no This is not peak Bam Bam Bigelow from the early 90s. He
1: was struggling in that heat. Yeah. And was not in the shape he used to be. No. And, like, you can just tell that it's just something's off.
0: Mm, This is what brings the rating of the match down for me. It's just that you could definitely see that Bam Bam was... Was not yeah. on the same pace as uh, as 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 well as as the rest of them. Uh, Canyon and... Yeah, Canyon like that's, a,
2: that's quite a yeah I think that like, he did. Quite a few botched moves there.
0: Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he did take some spills as well, which I think sometimes I think he took a bit too hard at that top rope bump. I think he took way yeah. too hard. Then he, I think he was planning on taking that. Mm. Um ultimately though I can't really say there was anything special with this
1: tag match but it's nice to see that's kind of yeah that's kind of it again it's it's lots of lots of really good smooth work Mm. like it is a good match Uh,
0: but at least this was a historic moment for Harlem Heat uh, getting Mm -hmm. the most reigns at this point with the WCW Tag Team Championships they would win it of course as we said on our Harlem Heat episode a further two times um, but yeah, my rating for this one's two stars out of five.
3: Mm.
0: I think that is brought down purely because of just Bam Bam not being on, just kind of not not really not only being on the pace, but not being able to pick up his pace and being on the same on the same tempo as the lot of them.
2: Mm. I'm I'm gonna go for a very a very solid free. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel I feel just because Harlem Heat. Really, I think just because Harlem Heat really tries to up the crowd and it does work, and I think the crowd, the crowd, they get
1: get a great response. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and I feel, and I feel like that does up it, even with its shortcomings. Mm -hmm. Canyon, Canyon, doing great work. Bam Bam Bigelow is the weak link of that by far, (laughs) but I do feel like I do feel it. I do feel like it earns a free. It does Mm -hmm. earn a free to me.
1: Uh, well, I am being ever the contrarian and it gets two and a half stars.
0: <laughs> there we go, the wide spectrum.
1: Um there's, spectrum. again, it's it's lots of again, it's lots of really solid work, fucking amazing work from Harlem Heat there. Yeah. Uh, Canyon doing a lot of heavy lifting, smooth as ever though throughout the match. Yep. Um It again, it's just that kind of that thing of like, okay, we're having a heat segment, stop someone's getting heat stop someone's getting heat stop and the, the the kind of the way everything runs together it just kind of it's almost like everything's kind of hamstrung <laughs> <laughs> every time it wants to go forward it's being pulled backwards yeah um but uh you get like i said solid work all around
0: indeed indeed it was so we get to match three the revolution the team of Saturn, Douglas, and Malenko versus the West Texas Rednecks. The team of Kurt Hennig, Barry Windham, and Bobby Duncan Jr. Oh, yeah, we're not even now, in singles match yet. We're still in tag matches here.
1: Now, yes. correct me. I want to know if the music that they were playing over the, like, video package for this match was network dub or not. I believe it was network dubbed. <laughs> because they get some hokey ass... <laughs> comedy poke folk folk, um, folk music yeah. whatever yes on this and i had no way to respond to it it yeah. felt like a steam like yeah. a cut it felt like a cut away from you've been framed yes it absolutely yes, did. did especially you know america's funniest home videos for our american listeners mm. <laughs> um, it's, it's like it's... the most cheesy mm. like... Haha <laughs> laugh at country music that you get in like a really bad cartoon.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's awful.
1: <laughs> it's so this the build-up for this match is so awful. And the worst part about it is I think it's one of my favorite matches of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, that, hey, hey, that,
2: the- that that
1: that video package does not do this match any favors at all. Oh man. So, yeah, the-
2: because you know what? You know what? I'm going to be the contrarian. This is one of my lower matches. We'll we'll get to it, we'll get to it. So here we
1: go.
0: So the story to this building up is that Kurt Hennig has been having problems with Saturn the last couple of weeks, which is coming to settle here, so they have to put the teams together. Of course, we have the West Texas Rednecks coming out with their iconic entrance theme. I hate rap. (laughs) Let us not forget, everybody, that Kurt Hennig is from Minnesota.
1: But the the even more confusing thing about this is that even in the commentary they keep putting this over and I'm like, okay, but what about the opposition team, says RAP. <laughs> yeah. This this has no bearing of <laughs> what we're talking about here. We're talking about <sighs> Dean Malenko, Shane Douglas, and Perry Saturn. And this all
0: started <laughs> because of the West Texas Rednecks and the Master P's No Limit Soldiers, but now it's spilled over into the Revolution.
1: That's what I mean. Like the the commentary are putting this over as if it's important, and I'm like, no, it isn't. <laughs> oh, I forgot as well.
0: That's not. I can, how can I forget a future member of the Rednecks would be Virgil, but he would go by the name Curly Bill.
1: WCW. <laughs> yes.
2: God. So that I hate rap s- song feels like a fret, and I don't care for it.
0: Did you know they actually charted in the Billboard Country Charts? doesn't surprise, doesn't surprise me. me
2: 1999 doesn't surprise me don't <laughs> fuck i mean it got
0: me. over the Sturgis crowd that's that, that's for damn sure oh, i it? wonder exactly.
2: why <laughs> i wonder why like what a confusing and i'm kind of like what the fuck is this <laughs> But yeah um... and again it's like what the fuck does this have to do with rap like what <laughs> exactly. what about this fight what about what
0: about you, dude. what about shane douglas says to you rap music <laughs>
1: What about D. Malenko, <laughs> says rap music to you?
0: <laughs> oh, so before we get to the match, we start off with Satin on the mic, setting the record straight of the revolution's intent in WCW. And guess what? It starts the exact same way as the previous two, with the members yes. of both teams going at <laughs> it. <laughs> no. Look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> exactly, but eventually we get Dean Malenko and Barry Windham uh, getting started. Both for smoothing their holds and reversals. Good chain wrestling, as we all know. Malenko's always a dab hand in chain wrestling when it's starting and starting with matches. <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, it's Dean Malenko. He's exactly. about as smooth. It's about as smooth
0: as you can get. Exactly. Yep. Both teams, though, are kind of going <coughs> tit for tat. Both are going at it with full force. We get a nice power slam from Shane Douglas to Bobby Duncan Jr. and a nice reversal of the hip toss to the suplex mm. from Saturn to to Barry Windham. I quite liked that. It was a nice, smooth, oh, that was great, smooth uh, transition there. Uh, Hennig finally in. To face off against Saturn with a nice snap mare, and I always love the float over knack snap, uh neck snap. Oh, I it's good,
1: say. it's good, it's
0: good. I always mm. love that move, Kurt because it's like it makes sense if, in a way. I mean, I know it's a bit flashy, but to bring the, the opponent's head down from a seated position into the, like into the map from a seated position, then snap back. It makes sense, I guess.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: Also, as well, after this one, though, a German suplex, as I say here, a German suplex with mustard from Saturn to (laughs) Duncan. See, Aleko make the tag.
1: Look, Ray, there's something about this match, and I don't know what it is, but Perry Saturn, on all of his suplexes, just puts a little bit extra sauce on them. I, I love it. It's so good because I don't know if we're at this point in the match yet, but I just want to give it a shout. There's that, there's that spot where he, where they, they kind of like tie up and then he does like the overhead, he does like the kind of exploder.
0: Oh, the exp- yes,
1: oh. And then goes back, does, be- does side belly to belly. Oh, it looks so smooth. <laughs> it's so good.
0: Uh, and here's the thing, I like, you, I like, I've always kind of always had a soft spot around this time when I was watching it for the revolution. Uh, because it's again, it's just those those guys that ended up becoming the radicals would end up going to the WWF and loving. Well, that's them the thing because well. because like,
1: I'm thinking about it right. This is what six months removed. Six
0: month, it would yeah yeah it would be six months removed from them from... joining the WWF from them jo- yeah from them joining uh fun fact Douglas was originally supposed to go with them but because uh because of his prior history and Triple H not liking him because of course of reasons uh Shane Douglas didn't turn up uh, didn't end up getting signed
1: yeah Shane Douglas mysteriously disappeared <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh oh so yeah uh, of course big chop <coughs> from Hennig a big chop exchange I should say from Hennig and Douglas at uh, which Douglas makes him pay with a uh, with a big whoopsie to the ring post. <laughs> I say atomic drop. I mean, he basically just picked him up a back suplex
1: and put his legs right to the ring post. Yeah, when he did it, I was like, oh, so what, he's doing like a back suplex on the apron and then <laughs> just like kind of gently puts him towards the p- ring post. This is when
0: I, this is at this point, I noticed that Barry Wyndham's boots are a Frankenstein creation of cowboy yes. boot tops and yeah. tennis shoes. They,
2: they mention it. They mention yeah. that. They mention it on comedy. commentary.
1: They're like, they're wrestling. They're wrestling boots, but they're made to look like cowboy boots. And I was like, I hope if I ever come anywhere close to wrestling, that those are nowhere near me.
2: Yeah, don't, don't, they say like, oh, it's a combination. No, I'm like, no, it's an abomination. Yes,
1: it is a, it is a crime.
2: <laughs> Good God
0: Almighty! Oh man. Uh... <laughs> so here we go. Saturn comes in with a blazing hot tag delivers punches in bunches and the match has lost all control as all the members have now piled into the ring and start attacking each other. It ends with Malenko locking in the, the Cloverleaf on Hennig and Kendall Windham at ringside hitting him with the cowbell behind the ref's back. I just noticed here that Kendall is really channe- channeling the Blackjacks. and he's a ring attire, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Uh, he is, and I also love just this period of WCW where refs would just ignore stuff in front of their face. Oh god, yeah, oh,
0: just... WCW is was guilty of just letting matches fly, even though that would constitute as a disqualification.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's straight up. Kendall just does it in front of the ref's face, and the ref is just like, uh?
2: "Yeah, just confused."
0: Uh, so the ending, see Saturn hit Bobby Duncan with oh with a with with a devastating Death Valley Driver for the free count. I've always thought of Perry Saturn's one as a really kind of like compact one that kind of it's looks saucy. like the muscle buster and the way that the opponent takes it.
1: Mm. it it's the thing of like he it's, he doesn't let them fall to the ground. <laughs> he kind mm. of still keeps them on his shoulders and snaps them down. Yes. It, oh. it's 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 kind of like it's almost like a suplex yes where but he's holding them on his shoulders
0: like a yeah. like a, like a brain buster i'd say in a yeah way well. it,
1: like like a it, it's kind of like a brain buster but he's holding them on his shoulder it's a very it's a very good move in mm. terms of like visuals and how someone takes it
0: so after that and they get the free all hell again has broken loose with both teams fighting eventually it all calms down with saturn taking the hat of i believe kurt hennig and stomping on it
3: yeah
0: uh and then we end and that's how we end the match it, it was an okay match i think the revolution definitely you could definitely see our, our three talented or <laughs> a talented group of dudes for sure but definitely I mean, uh the storyline is that they it want sounds to get more weird it
1: sounds weird saying this i feel like this is match is just a way to put over perry Saturn. <laughs> i feel so yeah yeah but in a way i kind of like it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that is, i mean to be fair i do like perry Saturn. so yeah yeah uh understand. but like it, it it's like the this match kind of lives and dies by perry Saturn, which i kind of like yeah. which is
2: a, a quote i never thought i'd hear but um, I, yeah, yeah i know
1: <laughs> no I've, i i'm right with you there dan you were um, never gonna hear that in ww <laughs>
0: <laughs> especially after he uh after he potatoed and sandbagged that uh that jobber that guy jobber. On, a, on an episode of metal but i digress yeah, um, it's it was a good match. Um, again, it's thing I, It was okay. <laughs> I mean, I think it's like Saturn was really the only one that was kind of doing really anything. <laughs> doing anything as well. <laughs> like, um, it's nothing hard to home about. I'd give this one 2 point... I'm going to be really specific here. 2.3 stars out of 5.
2: Very specific, yeah.
0: Because I would give it 2.5, but there's a like a couple decimal points. I'm 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 taking off purely for Barry Windham's boots.
2: <laughs> fair, fair. No, no I can't fair. argue that. Um, this is a straight up two for me. Easy, easy two. I find this match to be extreme. Like I think it's a combination of two things for me. One, I find the match extremely messy. Mm-hmm in terms yep. of this is a 10-minute six-man six, six man tag team match where, as you say, all hell breaks loose multiple occasions. Yep. So there's yep. no real structure. People are just fighting each yeah. other. <laughs> Pretty and, much. And this is... I'm going to say something that I think has never been said and probably will never be said on this podcast again. There's too much tag team matches. <laughs> oh, there's so many tag matches in this Hello, show, welcome <laughs> to show.
1: WCW. And I, know, I, know, I know, I know.
2: I know, I know, but... Three, like, freeze. To open like, them. The, the, yeah. In a row. <laughs> in a row. And it's like, and it's like, Sam, two, with mean, two six-man tag team matches, sandwiching one tag team match. <laughs> that is so much. And I feel like that, plus the fact that the match... It doesn't like it's okay, but doesn't have anything really special. Drags a three-star match, a, well, a two and a half star to a solid two for me. Yeah. I just can't. That's... I that, <clears throat> Of all the matches, this is the one that I think lost my attention the most. Yeah, especially because it's ten so, minutes as well. Like Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah.
1: So there, there's a lot about this match <laughs> in regards in regards to the fact of. There's just an absurdly large string of quality of people in this match. Yeah, (laughs) to the fact that it's just a random, it's just a six-man tag to some. uh, I'm at many points. The god awful camera angles. Oh (laughs) Oh, god! (laughs) Yeah. Um, To all hell breaking loose constantly. um, To whatever amount of stuff as well but for some reason i just like it <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know if i can quantify what it is i don't know if it's just the fact of perry sand ca- carries this match enough for me yeah but there's just something to the action which is actually in a weird way for me quite enjoyable
2: yeah <laughs> i i I legitimately wish I could see what you're seeing here, Dan.
3: I know <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it's Shay Douglas's tassels, isn't it? he's <laughs> boo-
1: um and like all of these just random little bits that are like I look at them and I go, yeah, it's bad, but for some reason again, I'm here and I'm like, I don't know if i I don't think I hate it. Uh, that's why this match is <laughs> getting three and one quarter stars.
3: <laughs> Good lord.
0: Oh, man, someone had to. Someone had to. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty
2: then. An extra
1: quarter star for Perry Saturn, just fucking hoying Barry Windham onto his shoulders. Yes.
2: You know what? No, I'll give you that actually.
1: <laughs> He's there. It's like, you missed. Yeah, like, you ain't missing this spot, son. <laughs> 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 Alright but now we get to the next one. And... Oh, boy, did oh. we get to the next one.
0: Oh, me oh
2: my. <clears throat>
1: match
0: number four, Buff Bagwell versus Ernest the Cat Miller with Sonny ono <laughs> and uh, as manager. So, Jeds, all of this started, and we get to this because Ernest Miller is claiming to be the best dancer in WCW and Buff Bagwell saying, no, 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 he was the best dancer. So you know the way, best way to do this and sort this out.
1: Have a match, a match on a paper just Match <laughs> the
0: uh, so here comes the cat coming out looking like a biker and throwing karate kicks to the crowd. That's certainly something, especially when one guy in the crowd flips him off and grabs his nuts.
1: Especially when he's wearing, I believe to be, Confederate yeah. flag yeah. gloves. Yeah. Oh, you know, yes, he
2: did. Yeah. If, if it, you know, I expected to see some Confederate flags flying around somewhere. Did you I expect
1: did not... to see them on the gloves of Ernest the Cat Miller? <laughs>
2: No, yeah. as a matter of fact, <laughs> I did not expect it on a man who looks like the wrestling version of Keegan Michael
0: uh, school Of course, what the fun fact I always like to tell people is that Ernest the Cat Miller was the guy that played the Ayatollah in the Wrestler.
2: He, no, he was. was. I I looked it up. I'm like, and also the, again, the guy really looks like he's from from Keegan Peel. Yeah, he
1: really does. He does look, look
2: like one of. King he looks like he looks he look... looks like Keegan. He looks like Keegan so badly, so bad. it's creepy.
1: He looks like someone's
0: uncle. <laughs> oh, man. There was I swear to God, it was nothing but five minutes of Ernest the Cat Miller trying to chastise the crowd, <clears throat> but then all of the bikers just revving him.
1: Okay, can I can I just say something about this match? Of course. Before we get on, yes, yes, yes this match's existence is to the detriment of both people in it. Yes. As yes. in, it would have been better for this match to just not exist. <laughs> and I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this right now. Do you know who the best person in this match is? Sonny Ono. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: absolutely terrifying so so here comes buff bagwell coming out to i buff daddy to an insane amount of pyro and an incredible pop from the crowd because of course it's buff bagwell and here comes my favorite moment of the entire match right the camera cuts to a woman in the crowd bopping to buff bagwell's theme and we get bobby heenan going whoa (laughs) excuse me (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, Bobby, he- Bobby Heenan took up Jerry Lawler's uh, <laughs> sexismo duties. So this
0: is this is this is how bad. Well, this is how good this match is. My favourite moment is Bobby Heenan being horny on Main. Oh God, he is. isn't
1: he <laughs> <laughs> My favourite moment is Sonny Ono telling a fan to be quiet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so of course, Buff gets on the bike. And the cat constantly cuts him off to the chorus of bikers. We also get a cameo from Doug Dillinger, the head of security for WCW. (laughs) And the bell sounds, and Buff does his signature dance move with the flex to start off. We get a hip toss, a scoop slam, and pussycat chants from the Sturgis crowd.
1: Look, right, there's... there's just something i need to say about this match which is this is the last match that needs a rest hold segment yes <laughs> yeah oh yes. this match doesn't in no way does this qualify having rest holds i'm sorry <laughs> i know people talk about difference that oh it was different in the style no no <laughs>
0: We get uh we get cat well the hip toss it goes all the way outside we get Ernest oh, the cat Miller trash talking to a big fat white biker at ringside as he for some reason the big fat white biker decides to grab his moobs and shake him and his yeah belly. welcome that, to Sturgis
2: that was a thing
0: <laughs> oh gosh uh what what else do I have to say uh a good savate kick from Cat at one point.
1: Like that's about it. And we get a suplex
0: from it. Buff and a big butt drop, the big whoopsie atomic drop, followed by a, an inverted whoopsie, which was the nut drop, and a cross body for the two count. Sunny then ends up interfering with a briefcase, but he hits Cat instead, and Buff gets the roll up win. Honest to God, this was the definition of a toilet break match if I've ever seen one. Oh, absolutely. I don't even
1: know if it's toilet break, man. <laughs> it just doesn't need to exist it
0: really doesn't which is why i've given it 0.2 of a star out of 5 just it gets like, a- i just do not i just did not like this match at all as i said my favorite moment didn't even take part in the match
2: <laughs> it's the shortest match it's it gets a question mark out of 5 <laughs> i don't know what i don't know how to quantify this I don't know what this is. I don't know what I I watched this match and I'm like I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know what this I don't know yeah. what the fuck this is. No, still, I can I
0: What still blows my mind is just how overbuffed Bagwell was at this
1: time. Again, this is what I keeps I keep forgetting that he was apparently incredibly important to WCW and just like that not existing in my frame of reference. <laughs> Let's not yes. forget
0: that he got a pop during the uh, the raw simulcast when Vince said buff Bagwell and people cheered.
1: I know. Um if you want to know my rating for this, I've given it zero point one and said it technically qualifies as a match.
2: Yes, that's it. That's 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 it. Like that's... it
1: does it does fulfill the property of being a wrestling match. It's just that it is that. Yes. And nothing else. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, can we move on, please, from this? Yes. I no longer want to talk about this. So here we come. We yeah. come to match... Fun. We go from one aim match to... A match that isn't bad at all. As we get to match five, it sees DDP taking on Chris Stephen Benoit. Stephen
2: Richards. <laughs> oh, we can't do it all. We can't we do can't... it for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I <know. We> can't.
0: <laughs> As for the US, uh, the United States Championships. So the storyline for this one is a heated rivalry that has become quite personal between these ones. We've do- both. DDP and Benoit trading wins for the title, and it all comes ahead in a and I guess the rubber match at Road Wild in a no DQ match. May I just say, DDP has always been such a really good talker on the mic.
1: Oh, he's oh. He's, he's great with it. Oh, good,
0: so good. Especially, I love that moment when he was talking about when he was kind of bad mouthing Benoit, and he just goes, "Oh, <laughs> this is a real New Jersey." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. May I just say, I just noted here, like, I'm just going to say it now, it's always difficult to watch a match involving Chris
1: Benoit. Oh, God.
2: Yeah, it's, you know,
1: it's, it's the inevitable thing when these things come around.
2: Yep. You know, this match with yeah with Chris Benoit, It's this match was heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made a great match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just...
3: Oh.
0: So we get to start. I, mm. Yeah. no go ahead Continue. Oh, man so we get started with uh, with some more trash talking from DDP and Ben Ra replies with a thrust kick right between the legs <laughs> yep simple and effective so these two work incredibly well together we had, a, we had oh, yeah great reversals like there was a great power bomb reversal with a senton on from Benoit with punches mm-hmm. spills outside with a great little baseball slide and and some vicious chops to DDP but Paige eventually gets the upper hand by throwing him into the guardrail. Um, can, I, can I just
2: make a very quick point how weird it is as a modern wrestler my age to watch like an old match see chops and not automatically hear woo?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So strange. It is a weird thing of like muscle memory at this point because it's so ingrained in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can I
0: just say as well... The, the fireman's carry into like the big throw to the mat from DDP was vicious.
1: Oh yeah, I yeah. liked
0: that.
2: No, the thing I like, my favorite spot of this entire match was the fucking, was the ridiculous like flip Benoit did with Diamond Dallas Page using the fucking belt as a choker. Oh god! Oh, yeah. uh, uh, the, uh... something
1: which yeah. yeah the the hang, the hangman with the belt
2: yeah yeah a so, uh, uh, a spot which I'm like how the fuck did you do that without making yourself pass out mm.
1: like what
0: another f- yeah. oh gosh a favorite moment of mine is when DDP did the gut wrench threw him up yeah. into like the powerbomb position and then just brought him back down with a gut buster Oh, oh it great. Was,
1: that was so good
0: loved that and, and a double H spine buster to boot from DDP for the two uh, but this, of course, hmm. had the sequence where, uh, where where Dallas was was just pinning his arms down, f- trying to get the free cap, but he keeps good, kicking out. Good British spot. Good classic. old classic there. Uh, this is where we start getting uh, where DDP starts getting annoyed by Charles Robinson, and of course, this is where it comes up to the belt sequence where he takes the belt off, of, uh, slaps Robinson before taking his belt <laughs> off him, and on the tree of woe, tied up, starts whipping Benoit with it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Which may I say is all legal in a no DQ match. Of course, this brings up another brainism of this that I bloody enjoyed. Tony, has your dad ever whipped you, Tony Schiavone? No, he never did. Well, you well, get in the ring. You need it. To which today says, did your dad ever whip you, Brain? I wouldn't pay him enough, says Brain. <laughs> How?
1: That's a statement. <laughs>
0: Bobby, <laughs> why is Bobby Heenan still still like Bobby Heenan is still like one of the best talkers in professional wrestling that there ever has been. How quick and witty he always was. Um, uh, so oh gosh, yeah, snap, man. Oh, of course, we had the Hangman sequence with the belt, and then snap, Mare's yeah. with the belt, followed by a oh, followed by a vicious move from a powerbomb position. It's, oh, I think it was The Hangman, I should say. And as I yeah. said here, that's a bit... Uh, as much as I like it, it's a bit hard to watch that. Yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. bit hard. But Benoit eventually gets out of it, chops DDP, and we get the trio of Germans. Oh, Hell God, yeah, the trio oh, yeah. of Germans was so good. Benoit goes up for the headbutt, and here's where the triad interferes. Also, I, and, and may I add, the, the triad interfere all whilst the Revolution stable mates just watch from backstage I
1: know
0: we cut to camera and camera footage of yeah, all the members of the and Revolution the monitor. and they're yeah. watching the monitor why don't you help Ben, I mean I know the story would probably be for Benoit to do it by himself but wouldn't you try to even the odds by not letting those guys get in the ring to cut off Ben I, 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 I why am I trying to question WCW booking at this point <laughs>
3: Oh, gosh.
0: Uh, Bam Bam also comes out and hits a big splash to Benoit. But DDP still only gets the two. And here we see Miscommunication sends the... <laughs> Here's what I wrote down. Miscommunication sends the Triad's South Jerseys being hit. <laughs> <laughs> the good <laughs> nice. old nut shot there. Uh, up top for the big headbutt and the three. Solid match. I think for me, this is the best yeah. match of the pay-per-view. And some good news oh, work for DDP.
2: Yep.
0: Tremendous. I mean it's
1: it's 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 DDP and and Benmore, so it, it's kind of as it's kind of as smooth as you can get.
0: Yeah, this is fun fun fact, this is the only match that is star rated on Cage Match uh from the pay per view. I that's wonder right why. <laughs> uh this one I think gets the exact same rating that it does have on Cage Match, and that's three and a quarter stars at five. From me. Great match
2: yeah that's fair i <coughs> i'm um, i i might bump it to four i think i i but you know what i think you know what but i do think that that bumping it to a straight four is due to like everything else mm. yeah it, it's
1: that it's that thing of when you see like it's a hobby of like when you've gone from having complete shit to something that's even slightly serviceable, it feels like a five-star meal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this but is your that... this is your glimmer of hope.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is the glimmer of hope before the next match <laughs> just, just takes it and shreds it. But yeah, so yeah, no, I'm going to stick with it. It's just unfortunately Chris Benoit was a great wrestler. That's what I can say.
1: Mm, yeah, uh, I've gone for three and three-quarter stars. <laughs> Um, yeah. I feel like it is it is a good match with lots of really solid work, some great moments um, just because I want to give it a shout out uh, Benoit doing the roll up off the kitchen, like the schoolboy off the kitchen sink knee mm. beautiful yes um, and I guess it's, always, it's a good showcase as well for just how good DDP is <laughs> <sighs> And um, it makes you just wonder, as well,
0: why in all... Or well, why in the world did they never do People's Champion versus People's Champion when he came to the WWF?
1: Uh, that would be because DDP was in WCW and yeah. Vince was like, um, <laughs> No. It would
0: have been so good if they had... Uh, even if it was just... even Even if he had heel kind of tendencies, even if he was still being cheered as a face... Man, Reardon, there you go. Could you have imagined that? A really good even if it was like maybe SummerSlam, maybe like or Survivor Series, the People's Champion versus the People's Champion.
2: I mean I'd like it.
0: Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Just makes no sense. God what damn it, Vince. <laughs> you make no sense. oh so chaps <laughs> before we get to batch six, let's see who won. The Road Wild branded American Iron Horse oh, yeah. motorcycle <laughs> in the contest. <laughs> oh,
1: as, as presented by, was it Charles Damiani? Yes. Woo. Dude, by the way, I have no idea who that is.
0: Me neither. Woo, to the interest I have in this one. I believe he was part of the online exclusive like backstage interviews they would have at WCW that you could watch on WCW.com. Again, the interest I have in this one, but uh, but uh, here comes the CEO of American Iron Horse to draw the name out of the uh, of the uh, of the bingo wheel, and it was won by one Darnell Posser of Cleveland, Ohio, and I don't know if it was meant, but uh, that you could hear Bobby Heenan's mic as he laughs his head off and says, Darnell, Darnell Squatter. And I mean, like, Brain, before they cut to the hype package, Brain's absolutely lost it. Like, he has lost his shit. It's like, Darnell,
1: Darnell Squatter.
0: I don't know if that was meant to have his mic on, but I just thought that that was just a hilarious part of the whole thing. (laughs) It was just for some reason hearing Bobby Heenan and lose it after he hears, Darnell Potter of Cleveland, Ohio. But yeah, someone's won a bike at Sturgis. Woo! How are they going to take it home if they came to Sturgis on a bike?
1: Uh, Use the bike to tow the other bike.
3: (sighs) Interesting. Interesting.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we get, of course, match six Sting versus Sid. (laughs)
1: vicious. Now, uh the, the, there's the, only one thing I need to say about this yeah. match, and that this is 1999.
2: <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. I,
0: Go on, Braden, sorry.
2: I just have to, I'm like, spoilers! I have to say it. How in the fuck did Sting not win this match?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. The story going into this is that WCW are really trying to hype up that Sid has an undefeated streak. But the thing is, that's been an undefeated streak of a month. And this is why he's calling himself the Millennium Bad because Sid is going to be the star of the new millennium.
1: Sid like was wrestling in like... 1990 what? Like, three? Two? Yeah, two, three. <laughs> he's been going years at this point. <laughs> Oh. And every time he does start doing well, he decides oh, I want to play softball again, yes. and it disappears. <laughs>
0: and it comes back.
2: It's amazing. He it has half the brain that you do. No, uh... <laughs> God, it's amazing this oh. this match because it's like th- the cover hits, thing loses, and everyone from the f- from the fans to the motorcyclists all have a collective what the fuck?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's an audible what the fuck, basically. Oh gosh, yeah, you could hear a pin drop on this one. It's it's that it's that <laughs> so <laughs> abrupt. Uh sure, that's well the damn pen's.
2: Uh, yeah, and he won clean as well. Yeah. It wasn't even like a low blow thing. He won clean 1999. against
1: nineteen ninety nine let's let's
0: not forget that a few months after this sid, uh, sid would wing the wcw championship so you know they were really putting their chips what on is this, this guy.
1: company <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, as I said,
0: shout out to dave penzer because i always liked his ring announcing in tna just when he goes this is sting yeah that's shout cool. out to dave penzer on that one so yeah. God, what can i say now about I know this he's- match? I-
1: uh, well I was going to say I know this sounds redundant because ICP have been on this show but man Sting seems out of place
0: <laughs> oh gosh yeah because Sting's supposed to be in a dark like a dark arena it's supposed to be like dark and gloomy but in the daylight I know the sun's setting on Sturgis at this point but it just doesn't look right seeing Sting it didn't look right at Wrestlemania it does not look right in 1999 in Road wild. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, um, and but... also one mm. of my favorite things about this match <laughs> oh mike and Tony, i i love you guys but <clears throat> in what world are you putting over sid's speed and quickness <laughs> yes i was going i was i was going to bring this up <laughs> what?
0: what are you talking about the man uh, is six nine he's got no speed <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're, like, they're like um Sid using his using his quickness to avoid the Stinger splash. I'm like,
2: what? <laughs> oh gosh. Against so, yeah. Sting, who legitimately is quite fast at this time. Mm. Like, He's always
0: what? been an agile dude for his size sting, but no. No, today <laughs> come on. You're better than this. Oh gosh. May I I just oh, what can I say? As you said, Stinger splashes are plenty. Um, Sid throwing, or Stid, uh, Sing, uh, Sting, sorry, I said Stid, uh, Sting throwing St- Sid out to the bikers. One thing I will add is when he threw him over the guardrail, the bikers were like, There is no fucking way you are scratching my Harley, so back you go out there.
1: Oh, yeah, they 100% don't want them over the guardrail. And there's like, that. my favorite one is when they do it the second time, and Sid's just like, Nah, I'm just not going over, I'm just gonna hang here yes. on the rail. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh gosh. One of my favourite moments is is Sid fish hooking Sting, and the camera is right up Sting's nose as Sid <laughs> is doing it. <laughs> so he's like fish hooked him, yeah. in his mouth, and he's just like, and you just see Sting go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I love here what I've put here. Uh, we get to a chin lock and the rest hold. Nothing but rest holds. Nothing but rest holds yeah. every day.
1: It, it's are literally you? just like and I'm, I'm like, okay, here we are. Oh chin, oh rear chin lock. Oh, we're feeling spicy today.
2: <laughs> it really does feel daring, like, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, it's like they are. Someone is gassed in this fight.
1: <clears throat> oh gosh. Um... um but yeah, I mean, like, there's a couple nice power move spots which are just clearly there for, to give, like, Sid anything.
0: <laughs> yes. A big co- clothesline to the corner <clears throat> from Sid to a chorus of boos. Uh, Sid drapes Sting to the gut on the guardrail for a
1: rope break and rest hold, nothing but rest holds, nothing <laughs> but <laughs> There's also something about the energy of... of uh... Is it Sid going for a pin and then realising his own leg is under the rope? Yep. Yeah. Here's, here's right. Oh, Sid, man! <laughs> uh,
0: here's something that's just made me laugh. The notes that I forgot about. Right. So here's the quote verbatim: Sting hits the ropes and knocks Sid down with a shoulder block, and too exhausted, hits Sid south of the border. I see Sting is using his brain power that Sid only has half of. <laughs>
1: Just... <sighs> I have half the brain that you do," <laughs> Sid, the, the industry's first postmodern wrestler.
0: <laughs> Big old superplex from Sting, and back yeah. with the stinger splash. But Sid manages to catch Sting with a quite abrupt choke slam, and holy crap! Sid's still undefeated to a chorus of
1: "Aye!" What the hell just happened?
3: <laughs>
0: what
1: the actual fuck is going on? I mean, Sting was... Sting?
0: Sting is Sting. always can work a match, I guess, with anyone, even a... even with a wooden door, but nothing really memorable happened in this match. It's... Basically... Here's the thing, it's what I said. It's like a Nitro match in 1999. Yeah. Yes. And... It, it fulfills all the qualities of a match. <laughs> it absolutely yes. does. And for me, that's why it gets one and a half star out of five.
2: The I'm, I'm, speed I'm, I'm,
0: and agility of Sid gets one and a half
2: stars. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give it a one point seven five because it has sting <laughs> in it. Yes.
1: Uh, <clears throat> uh, it gets one star from me. <laughs> uh, and the only thing that I have to say about it is, uh, Sid, Sid, Sid. In the, in the turn of the century. A <laughs> real fucking millennium
0: man.
2: A <laughs> millennium man.
0: Oh, so would you believe the next match sort of bleeds from the previous match into this one in terms of the story. So we get to match yeah. seven. Goldberg versus Rick Steiner. So the story for this is after helping out Sting a number of times during matches and confronting Rick Steiner, Goldberg has his eyes set on the dog-faced gremlin may i just say here as well in the interest is great welcome to the jungle ripoff for rick's theme
1: oh it's beautiful yeah
0: pretty good how in the world how in the world then they got that they get away with that in the network dub but they don't keep ddp smells like teen spirit ripoff is beyond me
2: who knows, honestly. Also, talking the of the
0: network up, replacing Goldberg's old school theme with his WWE one is just weird. I've always preferred the WCW one. I don't know. Yeah, it's just but me. they're
1: probably WWEs for just like, huh, but my rights payments.
0: <laughs> weird thing from the commentary is that they were plugging Universal Soldier as well as Goldberg's Larry King appearance. Yeah, yeah
2: that's a choice
1: <laughs> i don't know but the energy of goldberg on larry king just seems absurd
0: i'm talking about how he's how he's a student of the game as well like
1: are oh, you though know... <laughs> oh yes goldberg student of the game against rick steiner <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, so talking of which, we're gonna get straight into it, and they did. Big brawl to start off, and a big clothesline from Goldberg to kick uh, to kick things off, followed by a big car crash to the middle of the ring. Like these boys just ran into each other and then fell to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> big thrust in the corner from Goldberg that sees Rick spill outside. Rick throws the ref at Goldberg and then low blows him whilst the ref supposedly doesn't see. But then again, this is WCW, so even if he yeah. didn't see it, it would still go on. I mean, here's the, and, bring, and on that note, Rick proceeds to m- remove the knee brace that Goldberg was wearing and hit him with it. But he hasn't been DQ'd? But apparently ah. the commentary ah. go on saying, like because it was part, not a foreign object, and it was actually part of Goldberg's attire, that it's legal?
1: That's Bullshit! Well, <laughs> They've <laughs> used that weird justification for, like, ages in wrestling. I've never got it.
2: No. Nah, that's a bunch of crap. <laughs>
1: I've never got it. <laughs> Rick bring it. Rick goading the crowd
0: into a reaction by flipping them off and having clubbing blows with the knee brace. A big old, though, belly-to-belly uh, belly from Rick plants Goldberg, followed by a really silly-looking DDT. Like, Goldberg kind of, like... Belly flopped to the ground with that DDT, yeah. rather than kind of like doing kind of like the, the like the the tucking in kind of way you would sell it. Weird, weird. But here we go. We get the good seat. We get the we get the uh, comeback sequence. Goldberg comes back with a military press into a power slam spear, jackhammer. One, two, three. Goldberg wins. We send the crowd <clears throat> home happy. Well, I say send them home happy. Well, at least we get the Goldberg undefeated streak still going. <laughs> I mean, it was a by-the-numbers Goldberg
1: match at this time. I was going to say, you know? it's a Goldberg match.
0: I mean, at least I
1: guess. The I get... formula has not changed in however many years it's been. Exactly. I mean, at
0: least I give Rick credit to Rick here. He tried to make it look like a rough and ready brawl, especially at the beginning, and I guess with the knee brace kind of uh, taking that uh, into account as well. But hey, at least Goldberg's knee healed well without it.
1: Like, Rick tried everything in this match and it's one of those things that i'm like again it's one of those things i'm like i really wish this match was just like longer because like rick steiner so rick steiner could actually like do something mm. yeah more suplex uh spots i would have i would have wouldn't have minded. but come on he's like, a steiner for like you know he's bumping big and i mean uh, for my eyes watching it he seemed very clearly unhappy with having to work this match. <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh it... gosh,
1: yeah, you could
0: you could definitely see that. Um... All
2: dressed up in his finest leather and with his leather, he just Con?
1: looked pissed off.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, he just looked pissed off the entire time, which should be fair. Normally, in a Rick Steiner match, means death, but exactly, um, you know, people are alive and you know walking, so.
0: It did it, it did its job. for a Gold, I'm rating this as a Goldberg match and not as an actual match. This gets two out of five for it being a Goldberg match. It wasn't too bad. Rick tried his absolute best, but, you know, Goldberg's matches did not last in any more than 10 minutes at this time and still don't, actually.
1: Yes. If anything, they're even shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This so, match was yep. something like... Seven minutes? No, this basically apparently involves,
0: uh, match five, minutes. Five, <laughs> oh, five minutes. Five right minutes. Then.
1: Oh, fe- again, de- feeling daring today. <laughs> um, in which case, no, nothing did actually change. And we again, still, we've only gotten shorter from there.
2: Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> this um, gets a yeah. two and a half from me. It is a Goldberg match. There is <laughs> no more, no less.
1: Uh, this gets one and a half from me. It is a Goldberg match. <laughs> in which in which rick steiner tried everything he could do to make it even slightly compelling <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: i love it i love it so we get to the penultimate match of road wild 99
1: hello oh. welcome to the fever dream yeah, randy long. savage versus <laughs> dennis
0: rodman here we welcome are, to
1: gents. the twilight zone again oh. i would like to remind people it is 1999 <laughs>
0: Oh, the match we've been waiting to talk about this whole time. Oh, the hype package is something. I love this. So here we go. I oh challenge you to God. come into the madness, Rodman. And then what does Rodman do? He takes gorgeous George, which may I add, that's attempted kidnapping, isn't it? Yes. That is that is 100% attempted kidnapping.
2: I mean, it absolutely is, if only for the fact that she is very obviously just running with him. Yes. <laughs> Which confused the shit out of me because I'm kind of like, because I'm kind of like, much man, I love you, but she left. Like she, she wants to take and She left. Don't come in <laughs> this with <want> the Rodzilla.
0: <laughs> so Rodman comes out to uh, to basketball highlights number thirty-four, and a kimono yes. that I only assume was borrowed by Hugh Hefner. <laughs>
1: Oh, I assumed he stole it from Quang. Uh, I love this.
0: <laughs> I love the comment from Bobby the Brain Heenan here. It's obvious to me a motel is missing a shower curtain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So here, here here, comes Savage. May I just say, late 90s, early 2000s, Macho Man was a different beast.
1: Yes.
2: I'm like, it's weird as fuck. Because I'm looking at it and I'm kind of like, suddenly I'm looking at, at Macho Man and I'm like... Oh, oh! He's ready to be in to be saw. I see.
1: Oh, yeah. This was pro- this was proto saw. Oh, absolutely. bearing in no. mind, I just want to say.
2: See, see, I'm not even <laughs> sure if it's proto bone saw To be quite honest with you, <laughs>
1: just just for a point of reference here, if I've got my numbers right, Randy Savage is roughly forty-seven here. <laughs> yes.
0: Absolutely.
1: <Rice>. Yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, we cut to the hard
0: cab shot of the ring, and I and I swear to God, I at the corner of my eye, I saw I see a biker on a Harley in an Austin three sixteen jersey.
1: Ah. I was like, ah!
0: "There oh, is well, no yeah. Now,
1: here's the more pressing thing for me, which is, as a person that has piercings. How the hell is Dennis Rodman feeling safe with all of those in his face?
2: Yeah, yeah. The moment I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing, man? Take some of those piercings out. You're gonna get something ripped out of you." (laughs) Which they do kind of allude to
0: on the commentary during this match. I
1: was just seeing it. I was just like, "A, that's just gotta be uncomfortable. Oh, b, that's just a health hazard."
0: oh so the rodzilla the rodman gets on the mic and, and says in no uncertain terms where's my bitch at to which savage replies tonight you're my bitch and everybody out here i invite you to fight for the sloppy seconds which
2: i can't believe i heard that and i can't believe it worked for me <laughs> and i think <laughs> after that but that's a macho man in a nutshell yes. isn't it
0: and i think rodman after this tries to pearl harbor savage but it doesn't kind of work like he tries no. to go behind him but he's actually in front of him when pearl harboring oh. him
1: i mean the, the so, even more pressing issue is he starts this off he starts his match off while still wearing the robe yes which is horrible yes. and i hate it
2: <laughs> so here's the problem with this match This is not the first Dennis Rodman match. Nope. And it shall not be the last. It shall not be the last. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Unfortunately, it seems that he has improved. (laughs) Which actually makes this match kind of (laughs) worse. Oh, God, you're
0: right. You're really right.
1: I think the biggest problem with this match is that it's it's two people working to each other's limitations oh gosh yes, <laughs> yes which on which, un- which again i'm gonna say uh for those who are waiting for the spoiler that i was going to give to reveal at the end it's a running theme throughout this show <laughs> um but it's two people working to each other's limitations that are unfortunately just like the worst combination
0: oh gosh yes <laughs> without question on this one um, so as I said he starts off uh, with uh, with Rodman throwing uh, Savage outside into the guardrail for a bit and of course he's still wearing his sunglasses and wrestling in them
1: oh yeah but and I hit, expect that
0: hitting Savage with a stiff back elbow and clothesline and then a Russian leg sweep and are we see Rodman's establishing dominance
1: in the match early yeah <laughs> it's literally just like i'm sorry what <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh and is... excuse me what
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is where the match get uh, you think it's getting crazy it gets crazier so rodman at this point starts getting angry at the ref shoves him and then he clotheslines oh. the ref and drops the elbow on him what is this match
1: <laughs> This is the... I mean, don't they go through, like, five refs in this match? Oh, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll yeah. list this what I have down here. So Savage is back, gouges the eyes of Rodman, a big choke in knees to Rodman, and Savage, at that point, definitely stiffed Rodman to a, with a big stomp to the head, if you saw that. Yes. Like, you, yeah. like savage was not pulling punches on that uh, pulling back on that stuff and he was like yeah 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 you're in the ring with me fuck you i'll show you what in the ring means with me a big stun gun to robman
2: and now savage attacks
0: the editor of wcw magazine yeah. And
2: he takes his camera. yeah yeah which i'm like what was the story behind that i'm missing some context here
1: he fra- he it, felt, it-, it felt like the weirdest way to introduce someone who got yes.
0: a job yes uh, he takes the camera and uh, hits uh, Rodzilla at the back of the head, and now Savage gets in the face of the other ref and attacks him. <laughs> and this and that's not even the worst part. Another ref comes down and Savage attacks him immediately as well. I fucking love this match.
1: It's the most cursed match in this show and when i say when i and when i say cursed i mean cursed as in like cursed
3: meme
0: (laughs) (laughs) not
1: cursed as in bad it's just like you look at this and you go what the fuck am i even watching
0: (laughs) rodman tries to have a comeback but manages to finally get savage over the top rope with a back body drop and here's where we get Savage and Rodman uh, visiting the Sturgis locals on the entrance ramp. And it was nice to see oh, the dude it's... from the Big Lebowski in a Hawaiian shirt finally arrive to Sturgis. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, so Rodman finally gets out of Savage's grasp by throwing him off the entrance ramp and into the backstage area. Oh, here's where it gets good. Agents. Here we go. So Savage sends Rodman into a pile of trash and goes to the porter party potty opposite them. And... Well, with not even being courteous or kind, throws the dude in that was inside the potter potty out of it. Savage then throws Rodman into said porta potty and tips it over <laughs> to which Shivani is grossed out as is everyone on the commentary desk. <laughs> Of course, if you see a porter potty in a backstage area in a wrestling match, it's going to be
1: used at some point in one way like or the other, not, isn't it? Isn't the wrestling yeah. version of Chekhov's gun? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Chekhov's oh. porter potty.
0: Uh, here i have it big capital letters. Doug Dillinger Cameo two. <laughs> They're really putting over Doug Dillinger. They really are in this event. So Rodman walks back to the ring and Savage is in tow, hits him with a big axe handle and Rodman throws Savage into the lightning ring and back into the ring as Rodman climbs to the top rope and hits an almighty clothesline to the fourth ref. Enter Nick Patrick to officiate the rest of the match. (laughs) Of all people we need right now, Nick Patrick. Also enter gorgeous George handing uh, a foreign object to Randy Savage. In full play view of Nick Patrick, George hits Rodman right in the Chicago Bulls. As Savage hits Rodman with the foreign object handed to him and gets the win. My sentence and summary for this match. This match was freaking nuts, and I loved it so much. <laughs> I... uh,
1: my <clears throat> my note for this match. Uh, hello, fever dream. Yes.
0: My rating that for that for this match is a porta potty out of five stars. <laughs> just everything I wanted when I when I when I remember this match and go back to it and then some and just like. Yeah, it's a guilty pleasure of mine Of watching Dennis Rodman wrestling in WCW (laughs) I'm sorry guys, I just can't help it It's just something about Carl Malone wrestling with DDP as well That I just can't get over
2: (sighs) I'm just like Oh, my? I don't know I don't know. I don't know how to rate this. A Rod exists, Yes. I, I can't electra
1: it... out of five. <laughs>
2: no. I rate yes. I rate it a multiple piercings out of five.
1: <laughs> um okay. So I am giving this... <laughs> I'm giving this a one and a quarter stars with an asterisk, which is this match is awful, but you need to see it.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That's... What
1: you need to watch this in a uh, in a room, Tommy Wiseau esque. It's bloody awful, but for that reason, it's almost worth watching. Yes.
0: Oh, to think that Randy Savage worked a singles match with Dennis Rodman, man. <laughs>
1: in 1999 (laughs) in 1999 of course
0: so after that we get to well I would say like the post main event because I feel like that match was the main event but of course we've got one more match to go and it is the main event Hulk Hogan versus Kevin Nash for the WCW Championship the loser must retire we cut to Michael Buffer announcing the bait of it, because of course he does. Yeah. It's WCW. They paid the
2: license for him. They got Get that bag, Michael
3: Buffer.
0: <laughs> and this is not the, the, the only appearance of Michael Buffer, because he is kind of a common occurrence in WCW pay-per-views yeah. it's around this time. Um... Uh why the heck not it's always nice to see michael buffer and hear his uh his dulcet tones and especially when you hear the st- the, the insane story of like he pays like for appearance fees is in the millions for michael buffer so there you go
1: <laughs> yeah but he he worked up got the clout and then was like all right give me the bag though exactly if i'm gonna be there and say like five words then you gotta pay me for it yep
0: <laughs> here comes kevin nash coming out to the Wolfpack theme which is an old timer so good does it it blows my mind that that was written by jimmy hart that the music was produced and the lyrics were written by jimmy hart
1: it's crazy because that the Wolfpack theme is so good
0: (laughs) so 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 good and oh man here cubs red and yellow hogan He's got the red, white, and blue, and he doesn't even know what it's like to do. American-made, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the crowd's hot, and they want Hulk Hogan, brother. I wonder why.
2: <laughs> wonder why.
0: Oh, so what can I say about this match, guys? It's it's hot-dogging and grandstanding and its absolute finest.
1: I mean, again, I feel like people are probably... Like, any old head fans are probably going to come for me at this, but... It's like, oh, this match was so boring.
0: <laughs> it, oh no, it, it was, it was, it is a again, a by the numbers, paint in the colors Hulk Hogan match.
1: Literally, what I wrote down yeah. was this is literally just a 12 minute Hogan highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally, this is just like the this is just like, H- this is just Hogan getting his stuff in with, like, a bit of jeopardy. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, they literally start out with the test of strength spot. Yeah. They literally start... One thing I will love, though, and the thing I all, I loved with this match, is that at certain points, you can hear... At one point, you can hear Hogan selling up a headlock, and it f- cracked me up, because all you hear is, Ah! Oh my god! Ah!
3: <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs>
1: Oh and I God.
0: swear to God that headlock is on for so freaking long. Oh, it
1: like... It's just it is just like the most... <laughs> uh, it's just the most, like the pacing is just... oh, <laughs> uh,
2: It's like I'm just kind of like, this is the end of the pay-per-view.
1: Yeah. Like I know obviously contextually that Again of the mm. time, people are there for Hogan and don't have exactly the same views on Hogan we have now.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: but also 1999,
2: like nineteen ninety nine, right? Mm,
1: yeah, nineteen ninety nine. But it, but also it's just oh Yeah.
0: So here we go, we get the Wrestlemania 6 spot of the knuckle lock grapple and Hogan's down yeah. but the support of the Hulkamaniacs brings him up and oh, Nash brings him back down thank god, thank you Kevin <laughs> Just And then a load of corner spots uh, which, yeah. saw, which saw Nash do a crotch chop and missing the elbow at one point and we get Hogan doing the 10 corner punches and an eye poke, you're supposed to be the baby face Hogan, why are you poking the eyes? But Hogan Nash- exists in his own rules at least nash returns the favor and back with the elbows and then another thing that makes me laugh we pick up the camera picks up hogan's selling again as yeah. it's right by his face he goes oh god he's too strong <laughs> <laughs> this is real wrestling <laughs> and of course the ending we have nash hitting a big old side slam big jackknife nash hits hogan with the boot and could it with the hogan boot and could it be Oh, it's a one-two. Hogan's kicked out. He's hulking up. He's hulking up. He's hulking up. He's hulking up.
2: You. You.
0: Boot, leg drop. One, two, three. Hogan retains. And that was pretty damn obvious, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: I say it here. Gosh, did these two phone it in?
2: Yeah, man.
1: Like... Again, I always have to be present at the fact that this time, Kevin Nash was phoning it in to get the bag off his contract. Yeah. Which, and as ever, Kevin, I fully respect it. Fully respect <laughs> it.
0: At this point, you would end up becoming
1: the booker for WCW then, so. You do. But, like, oh my God, this is just... <sighs> it,
0: was, it was, this match is yeah. probably one of the most boring main events I've ever seen but ah. at least they they made sturgis you know they went home happy the people of sturgis yeah. went home happy on this one so yay yay this one gets Damn. this one gets 1. 1.5 but the 0. 0.5 is just for hogard's selling which just made me laugh <laughs> oh god he's too strong ah <laughs> so it gets 1.5 ah. for me ah it's not hot <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's all i've got to say gents
1: 1.5
2: oh man
1: do you want to go red or do you want me to do it?
2: you go you go i ain't got much to say frankly so i think you have <laughs> okay, more to say than I do. right
1: my ranking is probably gonna seem a little bit high when i say two and a half stars Mm-hmm. But on. when I say two and a half stars, I mean it is literally just for me, just the most down the middle. The mo- it is just it is just a serviceable match. Like it is a match. <laughs> it exists. It is the it is the most by the books Hogan match there is.
3: <laughs>
1: it is perfectly average. It gives you mm. literally nothing more and nothing less. Ugh. In fact, yeah. actually, oh, you know what? Retrospectively, it gets two and a quarter.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh. So, Reardon, your, your rating on this main event?
2: It's a two, I guess.
0: Yeah. No, it's I, a two. I'm right with you on I, that one.
2: I...
1: It, it, it is. It, it genuinely just gives you nothing. Like,
2: yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, I I probably should make this lower, considering it's the main event. I don't know. It's a nothing burger, and it it kind of sums up the whole pay per view. Honestly, it's a, yeah. it's the main event that this yeah. pay per view deserves.
1: Absolutely. So it, it's it's the, it's the thing I was going to say about just the general theme of this, but oh my God, the pacing in this pay-per-view is bloody oppressive. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, Because some of these matches, they're only 10 to 12 minutes and my God, they felt like they went forever. Oh, f- crumbs did they.
0: Like I did this in one sitting and it felt like I went on for four hours, not two,
1: uh, two and a... Uh, two and three quarter hours like like, yeah. like the the pacing of some of these matches just overbearing yeah with how with how some of them go and like <clears throat> and uh, again I think it I, I think it's maybe a thing with all this match but again so many of the matches are people working to limitations or they're Packed full of older wrestlers that are past it
0: (laughs) by this point. I mean, this is—I mean—that is just that was just WCW in the late nineties, and it—it's just
1: got so many people that just were not up to task. Yeah, and it's just, oh my god, it's so painful to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Done
0: right. So, my final rating for Road Wild nineteen ninety nine is a two stars out of five and that I is being a, generous
2: yeah i'm in complete agreement this is a two-star pay-per-view i was gonna say the same thing
1: we've all fumbled around with our scores a bit but it all comes back to two stars
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, so- I was like
1: i was like maybe it could just about justify two and a quarter but two feels right yeah
2: it's 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 kind of amazing like i wonder how much of it is just in hindsight but i do watch this pay-per-view and like yeah this is a dying company
0: it absolutely is before we actually wrap up would you like to know what dave meltzer of the wrestling observer said about this pay-per-view go on what did davey meltman say so for the observer in august 23rd 1999 WCW Road Wild is in the books, and as always happens with this pay-per-view in Sturgis, it was total shit. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly every match was bad, the crowd of non-wrestling fans sucked, the atmosphere sucked, and so on and so forth. Basically, it looked like a cheap indie show, and of course, the company made no money off the event since it's free for everyone in Sturgis at the biker rally, meaning that WCW left a good 2-300 thousand dollars on the table in gate money which is a terrible decision for a company that's facing a massive decline in revenue already here's a
2: here's a fun yeah, story yeah this here. was just
1: eric this was just eric bischoff being like yeah but i want to go see the bikes
2: i didn't know that it was free
1: yeah. holy yeah, god no, you, you got to see it if you went to sturgis rally
0: as i said this was a holiday holy for god. eric bischoff no
1: one paid to go there
0: Here's the here's a fun story for you from this event. The only excitement from this show happened in the dressing room before it aired, with Buff Bagwell and Ernest Miller getting into a backstage fight over a disagreement to how to finish the match. Bagwell was originally booked to lose, but threw a fit complaining that he had been left laying on TV in the last few weeks and that he should go over. Nash changed the finish and then it turned into a whole thing. It escalated and escalated and Bagwell then tried to slap the cat, which led to Cat landing two solid punches to Bagwell's face and then getting tied up on the ground by Miller until they were broken up. Bagwell's right elbow and forearm got scraped up, which you can see later on during the match, and the two would have heat for weeks, stemming from Bagwell doing a promo in black face a few weeks back which miller felt was racist they went out and had their planned match kept it professional in the ring even though the match fucking sucked the following night though bagwell was punished by being kept off nitro entirely (laughs) wow so there wow there you go and another fun story if you just want if you really want to know Robman's on again, off again ex-wife Carmen Electra was supposed to be there for the finish, but I guess they're off again. So Savage's girlfriend Gorgeous George did the spot instead,
2: <laughs>
1: and thus yeah, like hell is Carmen Electra doing that?
2: <laughs> yeah, like 1999 Carmen Electra, she ain't doing that shit. No, no.
0: And thus concludes Road Wild 1999. Chaps, that was a slog to watch, but fucking enjoyable to talk about with you two.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that, that sums it up, don't it?
1: It's one of those things of when it's like, man, this is awful, but it'll be great to talk about afterwards. Yes. Yes.
0: And I think that might be the longest episode we have ever had on the podcast as
2: well. There's a lot to talk about, guys. I was
1: going to say, just like that pay-per-view, the pacing was oppressive and slow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, man. I love it. I love it. So I'll try to wrap this up as quickly as possible then, chaps. Our next episode, we're keeping in quite the theme with WCW as, uh, well, I've done the monu- I have done the monumental task of doing a two-parter because we're going to finally talk about the man called Sting. It's
3: Sting!
0: Ah, yes, this is going to be a 2 part episode, and we are going to start with the first part, chronicling Sting's career from the 80s to the death of WCW in 2001. It's going to be a long slog. It's going to be a heck of an episode. Going to be a lot of research on my part, but it's probably going to be a very fun one. It is going to be a fun one, for sure. But that's all to look forward to for next week. But until then, I have been sad This... Has been Dan and Ridden. This isn't the second time I've tried this outro, and we will see you as ever on the next
3: one. Bye, everybody! Bye-bye. Bye.